And we're back. It's episode 32 of the Pro Painted podcast. Um, apologies for the hiatus. Um, we have had some recording issues, which is, to be fair, my side. And to be honest, I wasn't fucking feeling it. I didn't really want to record the podcast. It's a lot of time and effort. There's a lot going on. Um, but obviously, with the, the current situation as it is, uh, we don't want to go too much into it because it's on every fucking thing, except for YouTube. If you mention it on YouTube, you just get demonetized straight away, which is which is funny. So it's really weird watching a lot of YouTube content at the moment, and they can't even mention what's going on. Um, so yeah, we're not going to make a big deal of that. We're just hoping that us chatting away for a couple of hours can help with the, any kind of boring tedium or kind of push you to do that extra hobby uh, over this time. Um, so I am joined by uh, both of our regular uh, co-hosts, um, which really doesn't feel like that long ago since i was hanging out with them because we've uh we'll be covering tommy burns later on the episode as well um so i'm joined by rob how are you mate i'm good thank you how are you matthew yeah not too bad uh has some good news today as well in that for those gamers amongst you um square enix have actually said that final fantasy 7 remake may actually be shipping early so people may actually receive early copies of it because of the current situation how crazy is that it's not supposed to be out to april the 10th so it could arrive nice. any day so that's good news. Um, and joined by Ian. How are you, bud? I'm very good. Yeah, good, good, good. Excellent. Busy, but good. Yeah, so um, I'm lucky in a way in that I work from home anyway. Um, obviously, so I'll mention it now. So Propane Studios is still open. We're still accepting orders, processing orders. Um, obviously, it's a very tricky time at the moment. Um, we're losing orders because of tournaments and people aren't going to events, so it's tricky. So if you are financially okay and you want to spend a couple of uh, spend a couple of quid with people like us, we're, we're, we're here. We'll, we'll happily work on anything for you. Um, I've got plenty of um, custom work available as well. I'm working on some bits for rob which is very specific <laughs> and demanding which which is nice um it looks fucking awesome sorry for swearing but it looks quality why, so yeah why, thank you, you for, the apologize awesome for swearing we're not pg-13 mate Oh, okay. It's fine. Swear, swear so away. Hunting awesome. <laughs> yeah. So it tricky. To, so it's it's a weird time because uh, the business, it doesn't actually affect the business in that I I work from home. Um, I'm not not actually leaving the house because I'm asthmatic because the missus is taking stuff down the post office. But yeah, no, we're still processing orders. A lot of people asking, so I, I wanted to mention that. Um, and that's the same with our sponsors as well. Obviously, not going to give them a massive shout out, but both Mersh and Miniatures, they're still uh, you know in their environment manufacturing. It's you know it's a small operation. They're able to do that uh, and curtain games um their online store is still operating uh, and they will only allow you to buy anything that they have in stock um so i'm actually working to i'm quite well stocked hobby supplies i've kicked, picked up a few bits over the last few weeks um but i will be putting an order in them just to kind of top up paints and things as this as this situation goes on longer um so i'm getting quite a lot of hobby done which is quite nice on the flip side uh but unfortunately you two chaps are having to work so this is a kind of a bit of a normal but somewhat Significant busier period yeah. for you guys. Quite yeah, surreal. I think surreal is is the bang on word for for what's going on. Um, so I'm kind of hoping we can get together a bit more often to record. I mean, I'm more available, uh, but hopefully if I can synergize with you guys and nab a couple of hours of your time, um, it's a far easier time for me to edit and uh, release content. Um, and if this all goes smoothly, I may well look at possibly doing something else. We'll see. I might look to see some, get some of the guests on. So, for example, I know a couple of people like Paul uh, and Chris. We can talk about Fetty and stuff like that. So maybe we'll get some bonus bonus episodes on the go. Um, yeah, and if there's any, if there's any um, sort of additional, a bit of a shout out, and this is, this is unprompted, so I do apologise, Matthew, for potentially creating more work for you. But you know, if there's anything, if there's anything that um, 
anyone out there, any of our listeners, kind of any particular subjects you want us to tackle in sort of short format, then I'm I'm prepared to do that. Um, you know, if uh, people even want to, you know, hook up, hook us up, and you know, uh, you know, I've gotten into sort of doing more uh, Skype chats whilst I've been painting and stuff as well, which um, you know helps with the motivation and obviously with people being isolated in a lot of circumstances just having another voice that you can chat to and bounce stuff off then by all means hook up you know sort of drop us a dm or or get in touch with us on on the social on what i say social media platforms on twitter um and and let us know you know and if, if you want if anyone wants to sort of be part of we've got quite a good painting group as well and you know it's uh, there's a lot of stuff that's bounced around there you know we've got to be very mindful of people's you know, not only physical situations, but their mental well-being as well. And if we can do anything to help with that kind of stuff, then by all means, hook it, you know, give us a shout. I'm sure any of us three would be more than happy to help with stuff like that, you know. No, I definitely echo that. And um, please do contact us on social media as well. I do spend a bit of my time speaking to people. Um, they send me photos of projects they're working on um, or they'll ask me specific questions about uh, my approach to painting techniques. Or, you know, if you want to do that, please Please do uh, send us messages on Twitter. Yeah, pick um, our brains, man. Definitely. Conversions, color schemes. You know, Matt's. You know, Matt and uh, a lot of the other. You know, Matt and uh, Steve and them. I know it's been cancelled now, but you know, they, you know, if you're working on sort of big theme narrative projects that have display boards and you want to go that extra mile, then there's no better person to talk to about that kind of thing. I'm sure Ian wouldn't mind, um, you know, parting some of his knowledge on on, on people as well. So yeah, hook us, hit us up. Yeah, agreed. And um, what I'm actually going to do is I'm going to set up a... I've been thinking about it for a little while, but I think now is maybe a good time to do that. I'm going to set up a, a, a Pro Painted Podcast Discord server, uh, which people can freely kind of come in and out of. Um, there'll be no barrier to entry. I know places charge for these things and stuff, which seems insane because uh, it's free. It's just just Discord, uh, you know. So anyway, I'm going to set that up um, probably the next week or so. Um, I just don't, I don't know what that is. Um, Neither think, do I. Think of it just like another version of WhatsApp. Um, yeah. Okay. That people okay. really can join and, and leave. I'll, I'll leave it at that basic level for you guys, but it's very popular. Um, but it will be very much kind of like this will be our Discord server. It will be online and people can jump in and jump out as and, as and when they want. So it's quite a quite a communal resource really um obviously you both Sounds can good. join um but you're both you, i know you're both pretty shit at replying at whatsapp groups let alone anything else um yeah whereas because we're busy that's because i'm I, whereas i'm quite active um regardless um and on that note um there are some great little um i've noticed a couple that i'm involved well there's a few i'm involved with and some more so a lot of other people are kind of thinking the same just kind of keeping the interest going um so you've got our friend our friend tom hewitt um so at battle roll on twitter he's running his uh, battle roll uh, paint battle which is just paint a single uh model um over i think it actually ends this week but have a look at that on Twitter. I mean, even if you're not going to take part, um, check out the hashtag. If you go to at Battle Roll on Twitter, it's got all the details on there. You can have a look and just kind of support the guys getting involved. Have a look at the nice, pretty pictures. And it's quite nice to see the work in progress as, and what that produces from the models as well. Um, and the other one, which I've just, I've literally just joined, which I think again finishes soon. And this is quite cool. This is, um, uh, it's 
at Dave underscore the underscore chin. Um, he's doing like a, a Stormcast one, so you have to paint. He, you can either choose or he randomly gives you a, a Stormcast chamber to paint. Um, so you have to paint one model, for example. And again, it's just a little competition. It's just something interesting. Uh, and I've ended up with a uh, with a green and kind of metal... Um, uh, I'm trying to think what they're called. Sons of the Gladius, um, which are green, bit of red. Why not? Bit of gold, bit of white. It's not Christmas not, tree. It's not the salamander. Big... Yeah, it kind of is. Yeah. It's, no... it's, it's the it's the white and the gold, which is is not with green and then like red Roman tassel. Uh, tassel. Um, but it's apparently it's supposed to be quite a, a sylvan f kind of storm host. So I'm going to give that a go. We've got plenty. Everyone's got fucking spare Stormcast models lying around. Stormcast talking about, isn't it? Yeah. Stormcast. So, um, so I'm just deciding whether I kind of give that a kind of a traditional... Uh, do you know what would be really cool with that? Sorry to jump in. Yeah, do, a va- do a Vanguard Hunter so you've got like, you can uh, contrast with the pelt on the back. That's quite a good idea. Yeah, it's not uh, not a bad shout. I do have, I do, I actually bought the Warcry um, Stormcast starter box because it's ridiculous yeah. value. You basically get five of those guys for free. Um, yeah. So I do actually have some of those. So that's not a bad shout, actually. I could well build one of those and do that. Um, so yeah, I'm, doing, I'm joining in on both of those. Um, I'll get into what I've painted for the paint battle because it's, it's quite an interesting topic that people might might kind of find interesting. Um, so, uh, I mean, obviously, you guys are both really busy. But um, Rob, obviously, you listened back to the last Hi. episode. Um, you're fully <laughs> aware that you said... Um, that unit of pink horrors you've been working on uh, will be done in a, in a few weeks. So um, what you, obviously yeah. they're done. Um, it's been a while since we recorded. Yeah. Um, what are you working on now? Yeah. Um, so uh, working on uh, pink horrors. Um, <laughs> just, just a preamble. We like, Rob brought this up himself before we started recording. So we've already yeah yeah yeah. And I was like, oh, God, yeah. And I think it was, this is we recorded even before because it's our like year in review although we we did it like into late january it's just before the the weekend before brotherhood i think we recorded so it was a little while ago um and i i, I mean i remember at the, at the time i i'd only done the the one model the, the 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 well started the one model the guy from the um silver tower box set but yeah as i was saying off off air there um i'm kind of uh you know did my approach with them did all the sort of the basic uh, parts of the skin, so the sort of the blending and then the the sort of overall kind of wash, and then picked out all the metals and the and I was kind of approaching that as as a as a whole unit, um, and you know like the just sort of like the feathers and and the blending on that and all the rest of it, and then going back in then um, and then finishing each model off one by one with the details, um, which, you know, you, you can kind of fall into the trap of over-lavishing them with, with attention, as it were. But um, again, I've you know, made no bones about my sort of uh, kind of ambitions with the army. So, you know, I do feel that you know, I've got the command group, well, let's say there were three of them done. So it's um, the original box unit champion, the guy with the big horns, um, it's just going to be in there as a as a as a guy. I'm I'm saving the silver, finishing off the silver tower guy until the last model. Um, but I've done the banner and the the musician as as well, and they're they're fully done. And you know they're the sort of three. They're almost one and a half models each. Those three. 
in you know in extra, relation extra yeah because you know, obviously yeah the banner and the, the the horn thing and you know the extra detail on the original unit champions so you know i kind of feel like and, and with, the, with the guy from silver tower he only needs like the final highlights on the skin and the metals and stuff so I kind of feel like I'm about halfway done. Well, not even that. I mean, more, you know, because of the level that the other six are at. You know, I'm about 80% done on the unit. So, you know, I'm not too far behind where I, where I want to be. Um, I've decided as well. I mean, I'm, I mean, obviously, you guys in the, the, the finish three. Uh, what, what are your thoughts? Outstanding. Um, being someone who's, who I consider... Having painted pink horrors to quite a high standard, um, obviously they were in my Zinch army, which, uh, on a yeah. side note... South now, Coast I, I now... Yeah, it won the best army at South Coast a couple of years back. Uh, I now have that army back. Um, oh, got delivered, did it? Yeah, which has been a whole saga, Sweet. but I have it. Uh, unfortunately, there are damages I need to fix, which is a pain, but never mind. Um, but yeah, so pink horrors, um, they are bastard models to paint. Um, they are old GW models. Um, so there's a lot of the, the the musculature on them is very soft. Um, I actually, I really struggled with them, to be honest. I really struggled to paint them. Um, I went through three different versions. So seeing how the standard you've got yours to, because that's, for me, is the biggest challenge with them, is just all that big, soft muscle mass with no detail on it whatsoever. Um, I found that quite tricky. Um, especially, with, especially when it's all in one colour. Yes, that's the other thing is gone. Essentially, it's all pink, isn't it? There's nothing. No. And I, even, um, I even cheated and did a fade on the feet and the hands to black, um, just with the airbrush, uh, which looks great. But it, it doesn't lessen the fact what you've produced, Rob, is. I mean, they're the best painted horrors I've ever seen. I think. I can't really can't really say anything nicer yeah. than that. To be fair, without it being, you know, that I, I think they're nicer than the GW models themselves um i think the detail you've gone into uh with things like the teeth where you painted that dark brown striations yeah, yeah. um well, is, is a brilliant well, it's, it's, it's funny because people have said oh like, like, but it's actually the other way around so they're they're base coated dark brown but then with like uh what's the base color um that more cast actually I'll, I'll go into it in a bit but more cast brown Right. And then Wraithbone highlighted, so sure. the stripes are so dark with the with the white stripes rather than painted bone with the dark stripes. Sure. Um, but yeah, no, uh, yeah. I, what, do you, what are your thoughts, Ian? You've, you've seen them? I don't, you haven't seen them yet. Yeah, they're, they're very, very good. I really like them, and it's obvious that you've spent a lot of time doing them. I think that's. Yeah. Uh, um, I, just, I just think. The, I think, I I just, think it's. Go on. Yeah, so I think the temptation with um, a unit like the Horrors, where it's very much all one colour, is that you get bored and you start rushing. And it's obvious with the ones you've done already that you haven't done that. And you've, you've kept the standard up so far. So it's just a case of yeah. continue, continuing at the same level and it's going to be very impressive once it's all done. I think that, that I've even found myself at a point where, like, I just, you know, you, know, you do... Get to you think you right. I want to get this done, but it's actually sort of counting to ten and going no. You know, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna do the. You know, you know. There's 
And then we joked about it. I don't know if I mentioned on the last cast, but there's 12 stages to the skin, um, all told. And how many colours? You know, this, um, I'm, really, I, I'm taking I'm taking the piss. I, it's, there's there's a thing on Twitter Five. where people keep saying how Five. many colours they've used to paint. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's, no, it's, sorry, six. I, I, six. I find it really bizarre. Um, yeah, no, seven. No, seven. If you, if you include the Only wash, seven. seven. Oh, you need at least 13 more colours on there, mate. Easy. Yeah, I know, I know. Um, but, yeah, I, I did find myself thinking, oh, you know, like, um, you know, oh, where the, especially where the, the hands are blended and the feet are blended and uh, out to, like, the darker colour is to go straight for the top highlight just to pick it, the eyes out. But I was like, no, I'm going to, you know, I've, I've come this far, as it were, and, and I'll, I'll do it. The, the other sort of big thing I'm quite happy with is the um, is the gems on them, um, and a moment of of silence, please, everyone out there, listeners, for Darren's uh, Darren Latham YouTube channel will be no more um, for a little while, well, forever. I think I, I think there's probably a, a clash there with his GW commitments. Um, so you know, all his uh, you know, get a YouTube downloader and download those movies while you still kind of don't know if it's still up. Yeah, I haven't checked recently. Um, but yeah, the, his fantastic uh, guide on doing gems. Um, you know, I think Matt has, has mentioned it before, and, and I, I certainly took Matt's advice about always starting a gem with pure black. Um, Honestly, which is what Darren's it was Darren's guide as well, and, and that's, Matt that's told me before the guide went up. Yeah, so it was. It's obviously something to it. I got I got it off. I think it was Darren Latham. I got it from something else. Um, yeah, from just like a, his, a heavy be, metal guide or something. It might have just. It might have even just been um, Twitter. To be fair, um, but yeah, Mike. Honestly, it's it's mental. But fuck me, that makes such a massive difference to how good gems yeah. look. Is yeah, base getting them it's black crazy. and starting with black. It's crazy, and the. Um, so yeah, I think there's a couple of, you know, there, I, like, I like the fact that I've gone with the, the sort of the turquoisey scheme um, that he that he did. Obviously, you've got the blues and the greens in there uh, through sort of so uh, Cantor and Sotek and Temple Guard that work really well as a, a tiny little spot colour against the reds of the of the pinks in the skin. Um, and there's, there's there's one or two gems that have. I don't know if you if you guys ever sort of find it, but. You kind of accidentally perhaps do one that looks absolutely mint compared yeah. to like a lot of them like you'll hit you'll just do one perfectly in the you'll blend it in the right area and there's one on the half of the banner bearer where i've managed to do like a double dot reflection like that's almost like you see in um when people like do draw eyes and stuff where you've almost got like that almost it's like a reflection of a window or something in there and um, it just looks. I'm blowing my own horn a little bit here, but I think it's probably it's probably one of the best elements I've ever I've ever painted, considering how small it is. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's just one of those sort of freak accidents where you actually properly nail something, and it this, just comes out working well. Yeah, gems and eyes are the two things where, by almost by accident, sometimes you just get them perfect. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> definitely. And, okay. and you, you and you. The, the worst thing about eyes, you move on to the other way and you just, and you just you make just a complete mess of it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you go and you do it and you go, right, I'm going to get this pupil. Awesome. Yeah, fucking yeah. nailed it. Next one. Yeah. It just so ends up going on the, the lower eyelid. You know, like, oh, for 
fucks. You know, like fucking Steve Buscemi from fucking one of the Adam Sandler movies. Was it? I can't remember. Mr. Deeds, I think it was, with the, where he plays a tramp with the odd eyes. Um, but yeah, so uh, um, the, the other sort of big, not a big thing, uh, but the other thing that I've decided to do with uh, the Zinch Army as a whole, really, and obviously I've, you know, I've, I've done the base for Bellacore, um and the base for Gaunt Summoner, because it's obviously, obviously finished, and the, the base for Egrim's Dragon, but what, um, it was always going to be a, a ruined, the theme of the army was them sort of, you know, ruined temple, a lot of the old GW um, AOS terrain, you know, stuff like, um, you know, the old Shattered Dominion bases, and never actually decided, thought about using the actual Shattered Dominion bases, but um, a lot of the bigger, obviously Shattered Dominion bases, those listeners are probably have never, haven't paid attention to them, but a lot of the bigger sets, so the 60 mil and the 40 mils, and some of the um, the monster bases, they come with a lot of um, just random sort of scatter terrain, like little chunks and stuff that you, yeah. you can put on bases. Um, so I was never going to use a full sort of shattered dominion because I, I just don't like the way that the cracks cut away into the side of the base and the, the detail's not very defined. You know, it's not very crisp. Um, yeah, they're weird. That they've, they've not aged like well. Been sand, they, they look like they've been sanded down almost. Yeah, like they've got them really sort of. They've got the edges are really hard to highlight and to catch properly. I think it's um, because it's the it's the terrain plastic they use. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the old stuff. Isn't it? the, yeah. the the um, like the numerous oculum and ophidian archway and all that kind of stuff, and that's what the sort of. The, the basing was going to be around because we had to do a display base with some of those elements on there. Um, I was never quite happy with, although I, uh, I think I showed Ian and um, perhaps showed you guys the the sort of souped up base that I did for the Kyric Acolyte. And I'd even gone so far as doing like the sort of a bit in vogue thing where the, the edges of the actual terrain itself on the base are beveled against the base itself. Mm-hmm. Um, which you know, when you when you especially if you're doing sort of more organic stuff like um, just hills and things like that, especially with Byron's Byron's done it really well with his his uh, sort of mixed order army, I guess. Um, it's not so bad but when you're having to cut away, you know, especially that really crappy plastic uh, with the old Shattered Dominion stuff. It's so much effort just to do one or two bases um, that it just didn't really seem, you know, the kind of the, the juice wasn't worth the squeeze, Matthew. Um, so, <laughs> you know, um, my, uh, can, I, I, I thought, can I just I, point out I, my juice is always worth the squeeze? Oh, mate, mine uh. too. But in, in this case, it just wasn't. Um, and <clears throat> excuse me, with what worked quite well is um, sort of the advent of the uh, what's the what's the campaign that introduced the um, Dominion of Sigma kits that had all the extra spells in it and stuff. Soul Wars on the one after. No, um, no. no, it was the extra one with all like the, the endless spells with like, a bit a of breach power. in it and stuff. That's the one. So with the advent of that, um, kind of informed the narrative a little bit because it sort of seemed like my, my army is being led, my Zinch army is being led by Egan Van Horseman. He's an occult sorcerer. You know, he'd be looking for these storm vaults and trying to find the sort of the, the treasures that lie beneath to use to his own nefarious ends. Um, so it made sense that, 
the sort of the evolution of the idea of them being over like a, a ruined um, temple or whatever, it'd actually be a ruined storm vault. Um, so I thought, okay, well, I can use the, there's a lot of storm vault terrain um, out there, obviously with all the new forbidden power kits and all the rest of it. Um, and I was initially going to do like complete base toppers based off of the, um, the forbidden power stuff, but then again, cutting through that and smoothing it down and all the rest of it. And I've been in touch with uh, Bish about perhaps casting um, the, the, the tops of the forbidden power uh, temple sort of thing, just the top bits with all the, sh- you know, with the, paving stones and all the rest of it in perhaps something that was easier to cut down um but in the end i just thought i'd, I'd have at it with a hacksaw and um you know sort of smooth you know sort of rough the edges and I, I did a couple of test bases which i put in the group saw which you guys saw um and what i'm actually going to do is do like all the units that i've got left to paint so the horrors the chiracaca like so i'm just going to paint them on plain bases for now and then do all the bases at once um, to then put them on um, just so that I can get rather than sort of turning and throwing back from painting something to clearing the desk down and getting the hacksaw out and you know modeling equipment all the rest of it I, I, and then painting them and then perhaps going back to another unit again and then the paint scheme not being as consistent perhaps and all the rest of it. I thought I'd do all the bases all at once at the end of the project. You know, I can literally, you know, now I've got a basing scheme that I'm happy with because I went through a few sort of ideas. You know, I know what I can do. I can crack on with the units. And that's kind of what delayed the the Pink Horus for a little bit was because I, I was fretting a little bit about, you know, how to sort of nail the bases. Um, but again, I'm kind of tempted i was tempted after especially seeing um les martin's um entry to the battle roll painting challenge perhaps doing some of the marble some elements marble um but again I, i'm probably just going to keep it a little bit simple one of the uh, I reached out to one of the heavy metal guys a guy called connor who i don't know if you've seen on twitter but he's, he's done that um, order of the sacred rose uh sister in like the red armor no, um in this it's bonkers, but the, it's a really, um, really clean kind of um, rubble colour effect that he's got on the on the, the rubble elements on the base, and it's just a really nice neutral. It's 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 nice and it's it's well done, but it doesn't distract from the miniature. And the miniature is obviously bright red, so it's quite a bright colour. And I thought, well, you know, obviously with it being a Zeech army, I didn't want the base to. I wanted the base to be involved to frame the miniatures well, but I didn't want necessarily want people's eyes to be drawn to the base rather than the miniature so i've gone for rather than doing the marble which you know in a in a single sort of competition sort of entry kind of thing you know like this has done for the, the battle roll thing it, it makes a bit more sense um but over a complete army perhaps less so so um you know fixed on a on a color scheme for that which is quite neutral but still you know will frame the miniature quite well and i'm going to hit those once you know, all the units are done, so I'm not sort of back and forth between two different things. But you, you've seen the bases as well. I know they're only like a basing idea, but what, what do you think? You said you quite like them. Matt? Yeah, I think they really work really well. Um, I think the the not the failing, but the weakest point uh, Bellacore was the was the not the basing itself, because obviously you had the ruined um, 
I was going to say Webway Portal then. He <laughs> had the ruined uh, Realm, Realm Gate. Um, but the you know the, the actual Earth and everything, it didn't quite... It didn't seem to match the rest of the model, but your new basing certainly does. Um, and wasn't it? Didn't you? Was it you that sent me a photo of the Shattered Dominion? And sorry, the um, the AOS terrain. Uh, I can't remember what it's called now. Uh, where they've done all the Sig- Sigma ruins, but they've got that great big platform that you can go up to. Did you send me a photo of that, asking if I can cut laser cut bases out of it? Was that you? I might have been. I've asked you about that before. Was that you? <laughs> It just, yeah, just, it just suddenly came the, in my mind. I'm sure, like, Rob asked me. Like sent the, me a photo of it. it. Well, I've asked you about the scatter terrain. Right, like okay. a little bit. And you said you couldn't, unfortunately. I, I painstakingly went into iPhotos and did little circles, like cookie-cutter circles all around it, say, could you do this? Because <laughs> no. I'm having a hard time with it. But then doing it, like I said, doing it, because I wanted, that's when I wanted the edges to be sort of smooth against the edge of the base, but... I kind of thought, well, fuck it, I'll I'll just just do it like a like any kind of normal rubble, because um, it especially with that beveled effect as well, it kind of looks weird when some are and some aren't, you know. Um, and you kind of it's almost like you want to go almost full base topper kind of like Ian did with his Nurgle, or you don't. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of you know you don't. It's, it's quite hard to find that middle ground. Um, but it's funny again. You mentioned it about Bellacor, um, but his base is one of the elements that is getting redone, um, and it's not like a full rework of the swirliness or anything else. I'm really happy with that side of things, but the actual just base part of it um, is going to be slightly different. Cool. So yeah, watch yeah. this space. But again, that's that's just something that can be done in a weekend by adding a, a few extra bits of rubble and you know that that's 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 nothing. That'd be easy enough. Awesome. Yeah, that's that's me as far as what I've done. Uh, obviously, we'll talk about the new re- releases and stuff a little bit later on. Uh, yeah, such as they are reveals. You mean rather than releases? Yeah, well, that's what I meant. Yeah. Uh, Ian, what about yourself? You you been up to much? Um, we've been pottering around, doing bits and bobs. So carried on working on the witch elves. I'm up to number seven now, I think. Great. So I'm just chipping away at them. I'm finding it quite doing one at a time, which is very inefficient. But yeah. when you, with the, I haven't got that much time at the moment. Um, so it's nice to see the progress just on one model. Because I think if I was doing a trying to batch paint. I'd get disheartened. Um, so doing it in inefficient, but to keep on going is more efficient than doing it in a more efficient way. I, I, I get what you mean. Motivation is something that you, you don't want to run afoul of. Exactly, yeah. If I spent an hour and doing one layer of the skin on five models, I probably wouldn't come back and do no. the same. But when I do an hour and finish the skin on one model, I can see it moving forward and... Yeah, giving me the more like uh, momentum to carry on. So that's so they are, so they. I'm hoping it's going to be that's going to be finished in a couple of weeks, maybe. Oh, okay, cool. Um, so hoping they'll get done. Then I'm going to move on with the sisters. I'm hoping to move on to maybe to the um, either the heart renders or the the other bat ones, whatever they called. <laughs> um, yeah, but we'll see. But I'm, I'm playing. I'm just um, choosing what I fancy at the moment. 
Um, I've also done a bit and bobs, just chipping away some disinterminates because I got bored of the witch elf. So oh, I just nice. painted a gargoyle. Oh, that's a shame you, just, didn't, shame you didn't share that. As, you know, I've been I've been plugging away at my 40k. Yeah, it's just very... Well, once you've seen one, two, and eight, you've pretty much seen them all. Not seen any of yours, um, have you not? No. Uh, I'll just have to share a photo with you. There you go. Um, BSS, quite, yeah, just got, so essentially got, um, yeah, just chipping away at those. They, which are definitely the main focus, because I just want to sure. try to stay on target with them. And stay it's on quite, target. Exactly, yeah. And um, I know exactly which stage now of doing the models, like the the hump. Right. Whereas yeah. uh, once you go over that part, it's all downhill. It's, it's like you know, the ends inside for that particular model. Um, so it's and it's as quite often with me is doing it's the leather elements which kind of big enough to be time demanding but just boring in the middle. Yeah. So, but yeah, once I've done, once I've done the boots, it's all downhill. Good, so I'm quite happy with them. Um, I've also the other thing I've been doing is um, buying stuff to make a uh, vermin lord, which ah, is yes. which is ongoing. Just when... for your steampunk. Yeah, so there's a couple of things with this. I've been I'm definitely it's on the agenda to do at some point, but it's very slow burning. When I'm getting the ideas and buying the parts, which is very. Um, stupid in some ways because <laughs> um, I guess in I bought um, an, a lovely night armager off you is it armager is that the right oh, pronunciation yes. yeah. um, uh, off yourself Matt which well, is um, commonly referred to as an armager yeah one of them so I bought um, so I'm going to use the legs from that and well the lower half of the legs I'm going to use so for I'm not sure if I I probably mentioned this on the podcast before, but essentially my idea of a vermin is going to be quite steampunk and it's going to be essentially like a Grey Knight uh, Dreadnought. Nemesis Dreadnought. That's it, yeah. So essentially one of them, but piloted by a uh, Gracia. Um, so, but the, the Gracia I'm going to take from... It was going to be the guy from the Screaming Bell, but it might be Thankwell now. I'm, I'm, I'm in an arm in. But the pose of the the suit is going to mirror what the the pose of the the skaven itself. Um, so I've got the I'm fairly sure what the legs are going to be like now because I'm going to use the armature lower half and think I'm going to use Thankwall's um, armored bits of his arms uh, of Bone Ripper's arms as the thighs. And I'm going to use as the feet. I bought a um, just the the fist from a Chaos Knight, okay. um, a 40k Chaos Knight. So the Thunderstrike fist because you can, the the claws are quite um, they look like a like a Skaven's feet, <laughs> finger, finger, okay. finger, toes. Um, so I think it's going to work okay. So I'm going to try to mirror the Bone Rippers the way he's got one like uh, cyborg leg. So I'm going to try to mirror that with some of the detailing. So I'm fairly, so I'm, but I'm not. I'm still unsure about the top half how it's going to work. So I'm hopefully going to buy and do the legs first, and then work that out at a later date. 
um, which is quite the, this is probably the little bit of the, I'm not sure if Rob's a bit more planned than me, very more ad hoc um, when it comes to converting. Um, have, you got, yeah, so I'm doing, have you got all the parts for it? No, missing. Dry fit it or anything? No, just buy it first and yeah, hope for the best. Fair enough. Just um, wrap it all together with some um, plastic glue and green stuff. See what happens. Classic. Are you, have you got any plans for the army? Have you got a goal in mind to get that finished for? Or? Um, I think it's going to be. I don't know. I've got vague ideas for for all the different elements, but it's just a case of doing it. I bought some. Um, what's it? Is it called blue stuff? The instant mold. Yes. So I did the a white. Oh god, a couple of years ago now, I did some um, in uh, the Globadias, Globadias. Um, Globadias. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, them. Um, so I did them a couple of years ago, based on the splicing together storm vermin and some uh, Adeptus Mechanicus guys. Yeah. The Electro Priests. So. What I, I did, the I sculpted on a small amount of chainmail on these guys, and I realised they wouldn't match with the the GW plastic chainmail like on some of the other models. So I'm going to try to um, essentially um, do some press moulds just to get some, just to mirror the okay, yeah, they're good, good for the press moulds, um, and maybe some of the takeaway some actually instead of having to sculpt the, the armour plate in the front, at the front, just do some press moulds of the um, front of the storm vermin and just get the armour plates off them as well. So a bit more sort of essentially lazy um, and require less um, skill and talent. Sounds more clever um, to me, mate. Yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see how easy it is. <laughs> but I think that's, um, I'm hoping that makes it a bit, so I've got a couple of those finished, like the conversion-wise, um, so I'm just might might paint one up and see how it looks. Um, I've got an idea for the. I've got I bought the. I've got an idea for the basin for this arm for the skaven, which is essentially like a um, a bit like a overrun Sigmarite city that's been overtaken by the skaven and it's been a little bit sort of decrepit and waterlogged and you know just generally scavenized um so, poten- so potentially using a little bit of um war cry. Put in, yeah a little bit of war cry um and so put in, the wooden put in like, boards yeah, like the panels and stuff like, yeah almost like duck boards with like the um like a layer of clear resin so on top of the base to make it look like it's waterlogged or submerged but yeah so it's all ideas at the moment but yeah it should be i'd imagine it's going to come to fruition in two to three years yeah something like that i think it's going to be long haul two to three years uh, yeah something like that i think you've been having rob too long yeah. Should, well yeah because he's just about to have, he's just about to become a dad and you know all right one thing i've learned over the last two Spoilers. years is, is how, to, how to be a dad so oh. you learn you don't really learn you learn as you go. Yeah. Um, can't be that yeah. hard. Can't be that hard. Do you know what? It's, it's, I, sorry, it's, been, 
I've been chuckling to myself for the last 10 minutes because <laughs> the way Ian said Globadiers to begin with. Globadiers. Like Globadiers. Which remind me of Samwise saying potatoes. <laughs> I don't know. Is that, did you see the thing about the guy who shoved a load of potatoes up his ass? There's that, there that meme of um, Samwise Gandhi saying, you do loads of things with potatoes. Boil them, roast them, sham up your ass. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah, so sorry. Uh, sorry if I've offended anyone with that, by the way. Um, but yeah, it's just funny. Me. Just funny, isn't it? Glow bad ears. Ian's yeah, offended. Say what, say, what, say what you see. <laughs> What's yeah. that? Catchphrase. Catchphrase. Yeah. <laughs> not turning into catchphrase. Yes, we are. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, um, so yes, um, uh, yeah, as for some of this... Um, Scare stuff. I'm going to go full bore hairless. Absolutely ridiculous conversions. Never go full hairless. Never go. My conversions aren't ridiculous. They're inspiring. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's a two two sides of the same coin, Rob. Well, I, to me, to, I, I've got, I've, to be fair, sorry to interrupt. It sounds like Ian's doing conversions, okay. whereas Rob obviously only does kit bashes. Well, true. Yeah, I think that's that's and that's the biggest thing we can take away from this part of the uh, <laughs> podcast is that I do kit bashes and <laughs> I've I've actually um, I've got an idea for a really sweet um, uh, Celestine Prime, but for Lumineth, right? Um, which I'll, we can talk about when we talk about Lumineth. If you want. Sure, why not? You, you, you can talk about Lumineth. I don't. I don't give a monkeys. Neither do I. Oh, okay. So, um, <laughs> nice setup there. Uh, brilliant. Hold on. Do I, so, do I not, get, not get to talk about my hobby? Yes, do your hobby. And then, we'll, go on, so, then, then we'll have a break. So and then we'll play some music like it's a radio station saying we're going on a break. <laughs> and then we'll come back. And you can talk about something that the other two of us don't care about. I do care. Though. It's, not gra- it's just not grabbed my inspiration bubble. Okay, fantastic. Well, I had, I, had a, I had a really cool idea for... Um, I won't necessarily... Well, do you want to talk about the Lumineth now or do you want to talk about your hobby? Because I don't mind. Well, how about we stay on the fucking rails at least for a little bit? And how about we do like my hobby round? I know some... It's apparently some people hate people talking about what hobby they've been up to. So that's why I'm specifically going to make sure we do it for all three of us. <laughs> yeah, those, people, those people don't listen to this podcast anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Uh, I, don't know. I don't know whether we've been enough broadcast or not enough yet. We'll have to. Uh, I feel Tense. like we, like, <laughs> yeah, I feel like we need like a rating for each episode, and it tells you how bro you've been. <laughs> like one of those, um, like a those swingometer things, like with the, yeah. like the old with the arrow. That'd be amazing. Um, so yeah, my hobby. So I've I've been super mega 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 active. Um, so my main focus. In the scene. Yeah, my main my main focus as of late um, was working on my well, it still is working on my uh, Shikami Devils, which is my um, Oriental, mostly Japanese themed, essentially Japanese themed uh, Bone Reaper army. Um, so this is all part of Feti, which is the From Ember to Inferno two um, that I'm in with Aaron, uh, Chris, and Paul, and not the shit one hit wonder rapper. Yeah, if, what Fetty Wap? Yeah, <laughs> um, lol's lol. Um, and I put an ins- a fucking lot of time into that. I mean, so we're talking about not dropping standards. Um, it's I, I'm really 
very happy with the army with the way it's it's been received online um the what i've managed to do with the the small conversion aspects with adding the hats and things um and again not dropping standard the the painting standard with the army i I think i can honestly say it's the first time i've ever done that uh even getting the zinch back in my hands recently um i realized there was things that I, i i dropped out uh on say three skyfires opposed to the first three skyfires that i did um can i ask you a quick question yeah not to not to diverge too much of a tangent but you know when you say um i think we covered this sort of the main topic uh, a couple of episodes ago um but when you say like not rushing it or you've done it to like a certain level is that relative? Do you think that with a lot of people, that's relative to the standard they decide they want to set themselves for a particular army at the beginning of the project? Yes, it is, isn't it? Because you could say, "Well, I'm not going to. I'm going to do it to the best of my ability to the level that I want to achieve." Do you know what I mean? So I think it's a bit of a sliding scale, which people should, you know, myself included. You know, you, you don't want to treat every single miniature like a, a golden demon entry. No, and you can't. Um, so I, 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 my, my short answer to that is yes. Um, I think for people who consider themselves painters, so those that self-identify as painters, um, I think that's always, there's always a, a goal in mind when painting an army, whether that is, um, a tabletop standard or, uh, you know, uh, or as Chris Tomlin would say, a, a shit speed painted standard, um, a high level, uh, maybe trying out particular, uh, techniques. That's where you get the concept armies from painting to a high level. Um, and again, even, you know, you can paint for nominations um, and painting for, um, you know, I, I, again, I think there's even a bracket within the painters that you paint, you know, that you can paint for nominations, uh, you paint for top three and you can paint for to win. Uh, and I, I think that is a content that is a consideration with every army project um, when people consider themselves painters. Um, on the flip side of it, I think there are people who consider themselves army painters and it's about getting an army on the table that they're happy with and efficiency is a big is a big factor of that which is where other painters would say it would be a tabletop standard or things like that so i think with most the people who consider themselves in 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 that ilk i think there's kind of a, a slight differentiation so the cathedral no, of is to this yeah go on uh, well no I, I was just sorry to interrupt but that, I, I, and i just wanted to sort of mention it for I don't know. Like, this, this is not to sound like big-headed or nothing, because like I haven't painted a, a, a tournament-winning army yet. Do you know what I mean? Um, so, but it's very important to when it's to have context around what you want to achieve. So, and and you hit the nail on the head. If you're, you know, uh, but then if if someone, you know, like someone's, you know that. The, there, there are. I've heard it a lot on, um, you know, with uh, with a, a couple of podcasts actually, and I won't name names because, you know, the people who have got their own sort of interior ambitions, as it were, you know, surely don't want me sort of, you know, reiterating that on their behalf because that, that's their thing. But you're, um, there's a lot of people out there that sort of, you know, I want to paint because I want to, like you said, you want to hit a certain bracket of achievement, as it were. Um, 
and you know whether that's being nominated or whether that's because you sort of think you might be at a podium or whatever your thing is it's very important for people to to understand and you know without sort of sounding sort of too pompous or anything but you know really do try and push yourself when you're when you're doing so set yourself a target at the beginning of your project to sort of say okay well what do i want to achieve do i just want to knock this out because i really like the gameplay mechanics and i just want to get a a good looking army on the table, you know, to, to your own standard or, you know, I want to take it to tournaments. So I want it to be you know, tabletop. I want it to be looking good. Um, or do I, you know, do I want to aim for nominations? Do I want to push myself in a certain technique? And I think if you, and this is one of the things that kind of, you know, uh, Ian helped me realize when, when we met last, um, before Tommy B was, you know, what, what do you personally want to achieve out of something? You know, what, what, what is it that you want? What is it you want to do? And, you know, if you're happy, if you, if you, if you frame your, um, desired sort of goal and think, okay, well, you know, it's, I'm, I'm not going to spend two days blending this one element of the model because that's not the level that I want to achieve. And I, and, and you shouldn't, then feel bad that you haven't lavished that attention on that bit. So right, okay, that this is the goal that I've set myself. This is the level of of paint that I want to achieve, and you know something that I've come to, you know, that I'm, I'm not going to sit here and try and yes, I want to do as good a job as I possibly can in every miniature. But certainly, you know, these pink horrors, for example, aren't the best things I've ever painted. Um, they're not the the top of my, top end of my ability, but for what I want to achieve, I think they're at a standard that, you know, will help me do that, you know, and it's all about setting that goal very at the very start. And I mean, again, it kind of refreshed me listening back to the previous episode was you're talking about your, you know, wanting to get your um, Shikami Devils done. Um, you even talk, talking about your sub-assemblies for Matacross, um, yeah. as you insisted that everyone call it. Definitely. Um, yeah, and, and you know, and then it's, I'm sorry to interject and compl- I don't want to derail what you what you're saying. I do apologise if, if that's how it's come across, but I just think it's very important to hit that beat and people to understand that if what they set themselves as a target is is absolutely fine, and you shouldn't feel that you need to kind of pander to that's your peers or what you think you need to achieve. It's just, if you're happy, then that's really all that matters. Yeah. I mean, I would say kind of in relation to that as well, the other, the other side of it is, um, when, when you talk about this kind of stuff, it's almost like, um, quantifying what feedback you want. Right. So if I, if I have my flesh eater core army, which um, I, you know, I go, here it is. Here's the models I painted um, to a good tabletop standard. Um, you know, if I'm saying it's a tabletop standard army, you inherently understand the feedback that will be natural to that. You're not going to come back to me and say, oh, you know, probably want some more highlights on this or you want some more wet blending here. By quantifying what I'm doing, 
it helps with conversation. So it's much more likely they'll get, oh, that's great, really clever how you've done this, how you focused on, say, the basing, et cetera, et cetera. So it's one of those things where using this terminology to describe what you're doing in simple terms helps with relevant feedback. If I come to you with my Bone Reapers and I'm saying, look, I'm painting this army to win, you know, I, this is my top standard uh, for army painting um, and I want to win trophies and want to win awards with it, then the feedback's a whole different kettle of fish. It's you look at it and you go, OK, this is all fantastic. Yeah. Maybe you can do this. And that's why having something like Fetty and those guys knowing I'm working to that standard um, and having somebody, as an example, Chris, um, in there um, is incredibly helpful because he knows he, he understands completely what I'm, what I'm doing. Um, so when, for example, I've been painting, um, so to kind of, to, to quickly kind of cut to the end, um, I quietly finished the army, um, for tomorrow events, um, to kind of have it as a, as, as a cool little reveal at the event, uh, which it, it didn't really happen, which was a bit weird. I, 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 I don't know why that was. Um, um, but um, so, for example, I've been working on a harvester. So I, I didn't at any point while painting the army drop the time. This was it was a time commitment to get these things done. And then it was a modification of what the list looked like, depending on the time that I had to paint. Uh, an example of that is my list had a Mortec crawler in, uh, which at the end I ran out of time because the Mortec crawler is a large model. It's got five crew members. Um, so instead, I ended up painting a soul mason. So that gives you an example between the two where I had to modify my end goal. Um, but I painted the harvester um, and I shared photos of it. I finished it um, and I was really happy with it. But Chris made a comment. And he said, is the face highlighted more than the back of the model? And I was like, no, 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 I said, no, it's just because it's got more raised edges on it. So it's one of those things which is quite funny because if Chris hadn't said that, I wouldn't have done anything about it. And what happened is, and it is because that is when you paint, sometimes you get in the natural mind frame of how things should look. So if you think of the, the that crocodilian head you've got on the, 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 the harvester, there's a lot of edges on that. So there's an awful lot of, you know, where the bone breaks up, it's got teeth, it's got jaws, it's got eye sockets. So obviously, naturally, that's going to have more top highlights on it. Whereas the back car pace, obviously, is larger areas um, and it doesn't have those sharp and numerous um, points together. So what it meant is that actually, although it was all highlighted to the same level, so the top highlight is white, um, it looked like the face had been highlighted more, which knocked it out of juxtaposition with the rest of the model purely based on the fact that actually there's more white in a smaller surface area. So I had to push the highlights on the back of the model to balance it all out. And it's those things. It's like if if I'd said to Chris, I'm just I'm just doing a good job to get this done, he probably wouldn't have said anything. So, you know, quantifying what you're doing um, really helps with getting key feedback. Well, and it's, it's well, a perfect example that, you, that you've said to me is Bellicle's base. I, you know, I, you, you know, you know what I'm trying to, you know what I'm trying to achieve with the army as a whole. And if it was just a, obviously, you know, if it was just a gaming piece, if it was just like it's a really cool conversion, and you know, I'm just happy if I get nominated, then I'm sure, you know, you'd be like, well, that's fine. Do you know what I mean? But with, you know, with the level that, you know, we're not talking about the level that I want to get to, but you know, the, you know, if it, you, you tend to, when you know someone's sort of ultimate goal for something it raises the bar in what you're what you then give feedback on doesn't it you know it's sort of like okay well you know if i you know i want to be able to do this okay well that's yeah that's cool and like you said you the the feedback is relative to the to the 
goal at hand, isn't it? You know. Yeah, exactly. And and like I say, it, it helps with engagement. I mean, it's you know we we all love it when we we do something we're working on and people are like, oh, that's great, that's fantastic, that's brilliant. All valid feedback, all really helps with the motivation. Brilliant. But like I say, if you're if you're asking for, hey guys, I'm working on this, what do you think? Being able to say I'm painting it to this standard really helps with that feedback. So never be never be afraid to say how you're you know how and what level you're painting something to. That, that kind of would be my additional comment to what. Um, Rob was saying, um, yeah, and be be open. I think be open about it as well. Like you said, if if, if you if if you say to, you just put, it puts your peer group at, at, in a so much more sort of comfortable space. If you're like, guys, I've, I I want to, you know, like if if you're painting a and and something that you want to enter into Golden Demon, it's like, right, guys, you need to pick this apart. You know, like any feedback you know that you've got. You know, because it's all subjective at the end of the day, but anything that, you know, if I say to Ian or, or yourself that I want this to be top, top, top end, you know, help me. It's like with the Gaunt Summoner, you know, and I brought it along to Blackout for you to have a look at, Matt, and like, oh, you know, you perhaps need to push the highlight here or push the highlight there a little bit, you know, and, you know, I think it's probably one of the better things that I've ever painted. Yeah. But, you know, for, you know, we're looking at, the great thing is, is we've got access to so much sort of content online that we know what, you know, a golden demon winning model looks like because we see it every bloody day with all these painters. Do you know what I mean? You know, we're subject to it. You know, the, the, the bar is set so high these days that you think, well, okay, well, that's one. Then, you know, then, you know, because there's loads of, there's quite a few elements on that gone somewhere. I've been gone back to it because in the beginning it was painting, you know, I painted it six months ago. Or even longer than that, but now it's sort of done at the end, back end of last summer. There are a couple of elements that you know won't take. You know, it's not like oh fucking, it's going to take another six months to finish painting it. There's like you know perhaps a night's worth of just pushing highlights a little bit higher on certain elements yeah. that will just make so much more. You know, like on on the the staff that you mentioned on parts of the cloak and all the rest of it. And I know you know we. we just sort of don't want to ramble on too much because that's what we've been accused of before. But um, I think you only accuse yourself of that. No, yeah, but it's 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 being prepared. You know, opening yourself up to that feedback and that critique. That you know, and, and it's why it's important to have a, a peer group that you trust and that you feel comfortable in sharing that information with. Because you know, if if you're in a you know any kind of sort of team setting whether it's when you're working with someone like heavy metal and all the rest of it you know they're, they're giving feedback to guys 24 7 yeah and you don't, you don't take it to heart do you just think well, okay well these guys clearly know what they're talking about and you, you go off and do it you know and it, it's um like you said it's, it's, it's setting your setting your stall out isn't it i want to achieve this you know please feedback where, as appropriate yeah Definitely. Pretty much. And I think sometimes, you know, you, you you don't have to take that feedback as absolute gospel. Um, I mean, I, I'll give you an example. My my army, one of the things I was I was definitely concerned about is um, it's a red army. Um, you know, that's, the, that's the main, the main well, the secondary colour, if you would, away from the bone. That's the majority of the colour, but the red's what hits you. Um, then I've got green on there for things like the eyes and certain elements. 
the gemstones all have a green hint and then i've got blue as well you know blue is the ruins and um people were it was interesting revealing the army at at tomorrow burns because people came up to me and said you know what actually um i saw catacross for example um and i didn't think it worked um but when you see the army together when you see the whole picture because catacross has a lot of blue on him um which knocks it out of whack as an individual piece um because he stood on that great big blue ruin but when you bring it into the army with the nexus being blue when all the the bones and the death riders are all blue um the harvester all the bones in that are blue um you've got the things like the candles on fog motion and the spirit on the soul uh the soul mason once that all comes together your it's your army you've got the bigger picture of how it all works you know how it looks in the flesh so feedback's great and it can really help you pick up on certain things you may not have even considered you haven't even thought about it however bear in mind that at the end of the day it's your army you get to see it in its truest sense i mean sharing photos and models on media is really tricky uh really really tricky uh particularly i was surprised at how hard it was for my bone reapers because of how it's painted um there's a lot of colors for cameras to pick up on so it, it kind of struggles a bit and if you push it too too far one way it knocks it out of whack um so yeah so definitely yeah, i mean feedback's key um using terminology can really help you get the right feedback um but as always you know take it with a pinch of salt you can disagree with feedback feedback is an opinion at the end of the day um so yeah so my big hobby achievement was getting the an initial build of my shikami devils done um without cutting any corners whatsoever for um tomorrow burns um, lush, by the way thank you yeah i was yeah. um very very nice i'm i i am thoroughly pleased with the army I, dead chuffed. I, I think it's a good way of I, I i'm really proud of it in regards it feels like i've really expressed my love for the bone reapers and and, and what they are does that make sense kind of as an army um really enjoyed using them over the weekend it's something i've got a real passion for i really do like the bone reapers um which kind of explains my bit of mehness to uh to the lumineth um so yeah <laughs> it, it, i was really pleased to to get that out i had some great conversations about it um you know and i mean yeah just getting to use a new army was great it's a shame because i was hoping to get it all uh everything everything i wanted to be done um was planning to get all finished up for south coast which unfortunately was a shame because that's not going ahead um so what i've done is i've um slowed down my plans a little bit um so we're doing fetty so i'm, I'm rigidly sticking to fetty as completion at the moment so each month is 400 points so i did everything to finish for um um finish for fetty last month um and this month stops in a day so april so that means i can crack on with i've got a mortec crawler which i mentioned i was going to paint uh, and i've got five five more death riders in my list and basically what the plan is i'm not quite sure how to approach it but i've got other elements to add the basing is going to be pushed a bit further um as an example i've got a uh, arch cavalos in there um and he's you know he's on a nice big base he's got all the tufts and everything but what i'm going to do i'm going to raise him up on that i want him stood on a small outcrop uh, I want a small uh, stream to be running down that, um, to be running off the base. And I've got lots of um, resin, Japanese pieces to start adding to the basing as well. So that's going to be like pulling the tufts, painting those, pulling the tufts off, getting those on. Uh, also adding wildlife as well. So adding like snakes and kind of just, just kind of hidden away in the base. So not as like a main focus at all, but they're just there. Uh, and also where I've got the cherry blossoms. I'm going to add, um, you get quite a lot of the little crows 
I'm going to add those in the trees as well. And I've got um, the Endless Spell, the Dire Flock from the Beastmen. You've got fuckloads of crows on there. So I'm going to start snipping those off and painting them up and putting them in the trees to, again, to kind of bring that basing into the models. So this idea of it being a lush landscape, but at the same time, by having the crows in the trees and everything, it starts that encroachment or you know, encroachment of, of kind of death coming in there. Um, obviously, I'll get a display board and everything planned as well, but that was, again, going to be for South Coast because I, I managed to get a, a list completed for um, Tomorrow Burns. But I don't want to rush... And there's no need to rush at the moment. I mean, realistically, the tournament scene, we're not going to be looking at anything till what, end of June, earliest. So it's a great time to plan. Um, so in additional hobby, one thing I did want to mention is, so my bone reapers are very time intensive and I don't cut corners with them. So that's one of the reasons why I kind of slowed pace on them a little bit and said, I'm doing a, a Telefor Warlords Fetty thing with the lads. Let's stick to that and paint along for that. Um and it's actually been quite tricky to keep focus on what to do, um, to actually do any, any kind of hobby at all, really, to be honest, because it's weird. It's in a natural environment, we want to stay home and we don't want to do anything. You know, we just want to play video games and, and do hobby. Um, but sometimes that lack of focus is really difficult. Um, so something that I found and something I would definitely say to people is um, get some, do some easy wins. So what do I mean by that is... If you've got um, those last couple of boxes of models, so I was doing Conquest for 40k, um, and I had just magazines of it everywhere. I had some bits of stuff. Stuff was half done because I wanted to merge it with other stuff. I had another box, and I just spent a couple of days and said to myself, I'm just going to get it all built. Got it all built, got it all out on the dining room table. Felt so good because I'd achieved, I'd really achieved something tangible. Um, and now what I've decided to do is both my Blood Angels and I play Star Wars Legion. I've got some Rebels. They're both tabletop standard. They've both got very achievable colour schemes. I've just been painting units, uh, characters and vehicles and units of each of those because I know in, in a day or two days I can have something done, which feels great. Like having things finished is a great motivator. So even if you said to yourself, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z, then... So I said to myself, for example, I'm going to paint space marines i'm going to paint um some rebels and then when it hits the first of april and go back to painting my bone reapers so if you are struggling with motivation you don't even have to set yourself little goals just paint something that you know you'll finish add a model to an existing army that you've always thought about you don't have to start some brand new grand project an easy win can be a great motivator so yeah for me it'll be finishing off um next month's fetty it's a shame because we won't get the gaming in at the moment uh which was just building up we're doing a firestorm um uh, campaign for that and we had a we were planning to have a day of gaming which we just can't do anymore um so what we'll do we'll take a little break now we've had our, our hobby catch up um then we're going to talk about lumineth um i'm going to cover um tomorrow burns um that we attended because rob uh, was involved with the paint judging from that so he's got some insights um and then what we're going to do is we've got some listener questions we want to answer so we're going to do those on uh, a short show uh we're going to kind of do intermittent shows doing listener questions uh, while we get the main episodes out so back in a sec <laughs> And we're back. So it's a bit hard to do relevant reveals Ooh. at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, a little bit. Obviously, the big thing is Lumineth at the moment, which we still haven't seen a full release, uh, which I suppose kind of no. makes sense. Um, as you know, GW has said that realistically there's not going to be anything coming out um, until everything's over, which is looking to be May, June. 
So, Rob, lead the way. You're the passionate, frothy luminether. What would you like to talk about? Um, so, I'd like to take, if everyone's sitting comfortably, I'd like to take everyone through my luminether journey, <laughs> as I like to say, since uh, we last recorded now. Rob, the Lumineth corner. Yes. So, are you sitting comfortably? I'll begin. Um, yeah, so I must admit, um, and this is caveated by the fact that um, at the time, I think Izzy was uh, going through quite a, a bad teething phase. So quite sleep deprived, deprived, that's the one, sleep deprived, going through sleep. I, I was getting deprived and deprivation mixed up. Um, so suffering from a bit of sleep deprivation. Um, and I think it was, am I right in saying it was the LVO, uh, teaser release thing that the, the techless and the horse, the cavalry and the, the main spear guys got revealed at. Yeah, I think it was, right? I think it was definitely no, LVO. Potentially, yeah. Um, and obviously that was, uh, it was one of those ones where, um, you know, the timing was, you know, I was sort of like, oh, you know, Luminous, and, and they teased a couple of pictures, and there was the the silhouette of uh, Techless, the model, and then um, I, th- I don't think there was any of the artwork they teased before the model release. Um, well, there might have been that picture of the Techless. Float. I think there's a picture of the, fl- with the floating obelisks. Obelisks. Obelai. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think there was that, I think before the models were teased, there was that picture of Tetlis sort of without um, his sort of companion, uh, for a better word, um, in quite a dynamic pose. Um, and I'll be honest, I, I, I was, I, lack of sleep, the fact that the LVO it was on Vegas time, but I think it came out, wasn't it? So you sort of there thinking, oh, you know, wake up in the night and have a quick look. And, I, and the initial release, and it, it just really felt like a bit of a letdown. Um, and I, had, <laughs> I probably had one of my stronger reactions I've ever had to a release. It was one that I was really looking forward to. Um, I'd, I'd kind of got a bit, not ragey about it, but I was like a bit sort of peed off with the initial kind of release and thought, oh, well, you know, it was an, it just didn't feel, I mean, as much as Techless there, you know, floating with his, um, I can't remember the, the actual name of, of his companion on the base, but, um, isn't it Merc? You know, as much, it's, it's, no, no, I don't think so. But, um, uh, you know, as much as that looked pretty cool, um, the initial, and this is, you know, again, something that we, we talked about ostensibly over our time over when I came down to see you at Tommy B was, you know, it's just that classic kind of that first picture where you don't see any other angles. It's just that first initial picture just, just left me a bit cold. And, and the fact that uh, the other elements, the cavalry and the, the spearmen were still very much um, you know, they they wouldn't look out of place in a in an eighth edition fantasy release. Um, in my mind, obviously the you know bearing in mind the 
you know the quality of models and all the rest of it and and, and the manufacturing and stylistically they don't they don't have seem... a strong um fantastic element no no you know they you know they weren't riding what did you say unicorns that were shitting rainbows or something like that or um you know certainly we're, we're lacking in that kind of high fantasy element that we've come to expect especially from you know, not necessarily from well i mean even with the sort of uh, factions that have been brought up to date you know that have had you know that were sort of sat in, in in the old world and that have been brought up to date with stuff like daughters of cain yes you you know the the sisters of slaughter and the witch of kits um were were eighth edition models but you had the malusi um you had the canary and all the rest of it that the one you know you had marathi as well certainly that kind of brought that aos style thing to it and obviously the the factions that were built from the ground up stuff like the caradron and the ardeneth and i guess you know having been used to that kind of stuff it, it did leave me a little bit cold to begin with um However, that being said, something something I want to interject with very quickly is I actually think my personal opinion is a lot of this initial reaction to releases, um, I think, actually comes from the way they are doing things nowadays. I think and I, I actually think they shouldn't be doing this. Um, I, I actually think that the way GW has been doing releases historically, which is ha this new thing's out, here's the army shots, here's the units, here's the the photo of the army, this is what we're releasing, this is all new, isn't it amazing? I think that works and has worked very well. I think nowadays where they drip feed, um, and again, I, I mentioned this before, this is where I feel that a company like GW is in treacherous ground because it's, it's transitioning to the way that video game companies do promotions and, and marketing is a big factor uh, of their um, their product. And it drip feeds these releases over a long period of time. Um, and I actually think it's detrimental because I, f- I actually feel that it turns people off. I think Deepkin was a turning point. I think, again, I'll go back to Daughters, Daughters of Cain. That video was perfect because it was a hint at something's to come and it came out quite promptly after that with like, this is all the stuff. Lumineth, I think, has been a torturous, dragged out marketing campaign that, was always going to disappoint some people. So I don't know why they built expectations and then disappointed people with the reveals. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because the same quality elves have come in here are light elves. And you're like, oh, I've got all these ideas. Going. And they're like, oh, it started with Deepkin. So Deepkin, they built something. And they were looking with Bone Reapers. The research with Bone Reapers has been pretty good. Some people hate the sculpts. But I don't think people dislike what they are. But I think with the lighthouse, with with uh, with, with Illumineth, people dislike what they are. I didn't. I don't feel. I think the difference with the compared to the earlier releases with Illumineth, there hasn't been these articles from like two or three months out. Yeah. Which like, it's it's not that. I don't feel it's like a it's like any different to any other release. So why why does it deserve it when other readers haven't had this? Well, I think it. Uh, it, it personally, once I've seen the model, it doesn't, they don't personally appeal to me. Yeah. I can appreciate the technical, you know, accomplishment of them, but it doesn't really 
trigger, but the hype hasn't helped that. Yeah, and I think that's a key word. There's this kind of hype and expectation that they they create themselves, which I'm, I'm not. I'm really not a fan of. I would rather it be. And this is all new stuff. I'm talking about, I'm talking about something new. I'm not talking about releasing Fabius Bile for 40k. Like, do whatever you want with that. Tease and phrases, that's fine. People know what Fabius Bile is. They they know the background, or if they don't, they're being introduced for the first time. For a new, brand new element product reveal, I think their marketing is way off the mark. And I think it's leading to these conversations where, honestly, the amount, like, whenever something comes or something happens, I'm always in a conversation with people going, oh, well, lots of people seem to dislike it, blah, blah, blah. And, but GW, with the way they're doing things at the moment, with the big army reveal, they're doing it completely wrong in my opinion and i think that's why a lot of it leads to the kind of the conversation that rob's going down yeah i think if they'd if they'd done you know you've got the obviously techless you've um techless the cavalry and the wardens were the first three things that were revealed and then you had the uh the the mage on the floating um rocks and what else did you have you had the bow guys uh, El- wasn't it and eltharian Althar- yes yeah 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 that was uh you know eltharian uh, was the guy he, he was uh revealed with techless as well wasn't he yeah. um yeah. the, the, the yeah. first thing so those four things and you had the the i don't know if the the bow guys have been, have the bow guys been officially yeah. They, they were released with the mage, weren't they? The, yeah. the images. Um, there, there was a. Was there a second character with the mage as well? Well, there was. See, thing is, that's the thing. In, in the reveal that they did over the weekend, there's um, like a, a mage or a character. I don't know if it's a mage or not, but I'm People assuming it, it's, not it's a mage. It's a mage or something, aren't they? Yeah, and it's, it's the it's the it's that image of the uh, woman with the veil in in front of her face. Where they where they painted the it's quite a cool painting effect um, where they you know it's like a sheer, sheer yeah. veil. Um, now I totally agree that if they'd done like uh, pointy elves and then bang drum and bass full on reveal with these massive avatars of the mountains or whatever you know the, the, these things that, that they did end up revealing on on saturday with techless with the cavalry with the wardens with the bow guys with the mages you know with altharian in one hit you know proper haymaker marketing shot that would have do you not agree that that in you know the whole you know proper sensory overload of all those things at one time because i mean you look at the look at the range now you know you've got really you know and once they're in hand those cavalry unit you know the cavalry even the you know the cavalry the spear guys the dudes with the hammers um the uh, the bow guys you know that's three sort of sorry four unit you know you put two two elites or one elite two sort of battle liney and one cavalry you know, three mages, or sorry, two mages, a special character in Altharian, Teclas, and the the sort of the kit that's going to obviously make either the the sink, you know, the special character or the the double handed hammer uh, thing. Spirit of the Mountain. That's the one. Um, you know, if that was all done in one shot, then 
my reaction would have been completely different. You know, it was almost, it, it felt, and don't get me wrong, like I, I am going to go full in on this army. It's going to be the army that I'm going to paint to a, a really good standard. Um, you know, hopefully, you know, once uh, the Zinch are done, it will give me the opportunity to paint to a high standard at a relatively quick pace because hopefully that's what this painting this army will sort of give me the muscle memory and the, the techniques and the things available to do. I'll pick a scheme out of the book so I know exactly what colours I'll be doing. Um, you know, I'm not going to mess around with any of that. There'll be no conversions in the actual army itself. Um, so it'll just be a case of, like, I'm going to collect the range. It's, it's going to be very similar to with yourself with bone reapers matt they're going to be the army that you know i want to get a lot of different options i'm, I'm actually going to learn how to play the game with and get good at aos that's the plan <laughs> um but if you know and i'm still going to do all of that and don't get me wrong they're going to have hundreds and hundreds of pounds worth of my money and you know, as a whole, the army will look fantastic. And the additional shots of Tetlis that people have screen grabbed from the, the video reveal, you know, has, has warmed me to that that that, that model. Altharian, when um, the army shot, he looks a lot bigger than um, just a, a normal yeah, infantry model. Yeah, because you shoot character size. Almost. Yeah, so he, he almost looks like sort of in proportion wise, similar in size to like obviously he's not a massive beetle, but a larial size in as far as just the figure itself. Um, you know, so he'll be he'll be very, very cool. Um and you know the in context when you look at the whole army, it looks great. And if they'd done that from the very beginning, then yeah, you know, that you'd have had a, a peak and a bit more of a valley as far as the height on the book quotations here. Um but you know, it would have that sort of sense of right. That I can't, I can't bloody wait until this army. You know, and, and whereas the way they've done it is kind of like they, they drip fell. And this is my just just my own kind of thing. You had the you know the sort of okay, well, Tetlis looks really cool, and you've got the basic guys and Altharian. The fact that he wasn't shown in any kind of context; that it was just a single model that that didn't help initially as well. Although the the technical ability on that model just to sort of create that and with all the negative space and stuff, you know, that's, you know, that that's absolutely fantastic. And as Ian said, you can't take away from the technical ability of it all. Um, and it felt like the reveal on Saturday was like, okay, well, cool. You've redeemed yourself a little bit because that, that's the AOS thing that I was looking for. Some massive spirit that has mountains on its back that almost kind of looks like a safer work kingdom death model. Um, you know, without the, as I said, to, you know, said to Chris, and he said, yeah, without the twenty cocks and fifteen boobs, do you know what I mean? <laughs> um, the, it, you know, the, the, that's and and that's why I, you know, that was one of the elements I loved about the Techless model was this, you know, you know, it's kind of that mask and you know, what's behind the mask, you know, and and you know all that kind of stuff. I I love that. So I love this kind of aesthetic. They've gone for it. If they hit it all in one go, then it just would have. I don't know, we, the hype wouldn't have lasted as long, especially you know, given the circumstances that we're in now. And I remember when, I think Ideneth dropped, it was, Ideneth was two years ago at Adepticon, because um, last year was Slanesh. Um, and I remember, like, didn't they just reveal the whole Ideneth and then, like, two weeks later it was available for pre-order? 
Yeah. So it kind of feels, you know, and you sort of which I think is what waiting and waiting and what. Yes. Yeah. I, I'd have, I'd have rather, I'd have rather them, you know. Yes. Do you? Oh, pointy elves. Ah, video teaser. Not shown anything. Couple of silhouettes maybe, and then uh, a couple of weeks before, you know. You know, stupid blooming quiz game <laughs> thing. No, that, no. that fine, right? No. Okay, whatever. That's you know, okay. However, they feel you know, ideas bouncing around. They want to, you know, be different ways and you know, memes and all the rest of it. Then whatever. That's down. That's their prerogative, right? They've done. They've put in the hard work in as far as the product that they've created, and I respect them for that. Um, you know, if they want to do such silly videos, then that's fine, right? But then do those things. And then on Saturday, on the live stream, drop the whole thing, drop the mother load, do it. Do you know what I mean? Techless, Spirit of the Mountain, Altharian, Cavalry, Elites, Troops, Bowmen, Mages, the whole lot. Just do the whole thing and it'll be like that Stan's dad meme in South Park where his whole <laughs> desk area looks like a looks like a plasterer's radio. Right, so you know, it, I can't say compliment. Do that, do it that way. I always thought plasters, it is, but anyway, yeah, no, is it okay? Um, so yeah, you know, kind of, you know, this kind of like edging thing that, that they're getting into <laughs> is it, just, you know, it, it's kind of, yeah, no. it, I understand why it's being done because it, it keeps people engage, like the engagements on Twitter and, and algorithms and. Although I get why they're content doing it. For content's sake, sorry. That's, exactly, that's yeah. Opinion. And I, think, I, I just, I don't know. I like, I think, and it's only coming from my own personal experience. Other people might feel completely different. Do you know what I mean? But you know, especially the way the way that they nailed Ideneth, the way that they nailed. Because I mean, with Slanesh as well. Obviously, we saw the themes, didn't we? Um, in the Wrath and Rapture box set know, on the but, Christmas before. But again, we know but there wasn't. But we know what Slanesh is. You can't. It's really hard to ruin people's expectations of Slanesh because we know what Slanesh is. Does that make sense? It shouldn't. It shouldn't. Yeah, be... It shouldn't be comparable. Like Slanesh don't matter. We're actually talking about Caradron, Daughters, um, Deepkin, Lumineth. I think okay. it, potentially with the if they're going to drip feed it out over a period of months, you just need to just like pause, just have background, just have like some of the stories about them. Give them like put it in context yeah where, yeah. where no actual it, it's like how they interact with some of the other realms how they interact with some of the other races and we well, yeah, like I mean, build well, up the character of it and then boom as rob said all in one go this is what well, we they, did like. that they did that with the daughters didn't they they had the little animation yeah. things and they had the the in the animation they had the silhouette of marathi's yeah, human uh, elf form, for want of a better word, wings. And you sort of thought, oh, what was, what was, what are those baroque looking wings? You know, what are they? Um, yeah, and you had like, that, and then you had that the teaser, yeah, that little teaser at the tail, and then bang, they hit the whole thing, and it was like, damn. And at the time, both of you, both you, you two had jumped on the bandwagon. If it weren't for the, if neither of you had done that, then. Well, you'd, you'd done your daughters a cane, no, didn't I didn't. you? You had no. daughters. I didn't do. I didn't. You, you had, you had, I didn't do. You had daughters a cane, though. I did them, yeah, but I didn't do daughters until they turned out to be filth. 
Well, no, but do you know what I mean? Like, it wasn't until, like, if, if you guys did, hadn't been doing those, an army at some... I did them after... Yeah, well, you're right, okay, you didn't jump on the bandwagon, right, okay, I did, but, I did like, them after my the, fact, the fact that you were doing them, like, a pair of you, yeah. like, I would have done them if you guys weren't doing them, because I, I do really like the models. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that kind of, that kind of release, it just feels that, again, it, it was dragging it out, and, and whether or not, you know, for whatever reason, it, I don't know. It just I'm I'm happy with the range. They look absolutely great, you know. And um, it'll be interesting to see after Lumineth. I mean, what what kind of? I, I know that there's this Sons of Bayamat thing that they, you know, the, the sort of giant army um, that people are sort of going on about. What, what do you think is down the pipeline for the rest of the year? There's a few things. That um, I want. Sorry. Oh, oh no! Ian obviously needs to talk about his um, step tribe catapult army. Yeah, there's that obviously, <laughs> which is which. Just you, just you wait, Matt. <laughs> just you wait. You can. Um, there was a interesting um, Sorry, teaser really from GW me. today. Well, I'm thinking it might happen. Um, more bone reapers. Yeah, it looks like a bone reaper. Probably still more bone reapers. Yeah, but I think it's probably going to be um, it's a destruction army of some sort. Uh, destruction uh, at their time, man. They've had ogres, they've had war clans, they've had gloom spite. Yeah, it's, it's the. It definitely I reckon stormcast aren't far off, are they? Come on, a new stormcast thing. Just, I just think quick that's probably... before, before we go on too much further, I just wanted to say, um, obviously, we're being a bit. I think the Lumineff has been for me a real. Um, kind of brought brought ahead in regards to what we've just been talking about there i mean i don't want to be like i hate the word negative but i don't i'm not we're not being critical for the sake of it obviously we're passionate we love the hobby and we just feel like it's a bit there's a lot there's there's a lot of mixed reactions and i think that was created and not in a good way i i'm firmly the believer in not all good coverage is not all not and not any press is good press you know it's not it's bollocks um but what I wanted to say, talking about the Lumineth, so you've, you've so far you've you've seen a good chunk of it now. What what appeals? Looking at what's there, what appeals to you on a visual basis for an army? So if I you could take, if you been, could take if, what was there and make something, what would it be? Yeah, I think having um, yeah, this is from like a like a gamey kind of perspective, I guess, would be to to have You'd have, I mean, just from the pure look of the army. You can't be gaming. Want, you don't know what the rules are for. Anything. Well, no, but like uh, you can, you can, you can extrapolate what what you potentially things would do. Um, is I'd, I'd like I'd like to have techless and at least two of the spirit things. So you'd have the three big key pieces. So you'd have techless and you'd have you know two of the spirit of the mountains. Uh, the spirit of the mountains, I'd imagine, do quite a lot of the fighting. The army, uh, like the heavy hitters, um, backed up with. Um, I just like the idea of uh, the cavalry. Didn't really. I think you'd, you'd with that you'd you know, the cavalry would potentially be. You know, they go two ways. You go magic and the spirit of the mountains as your heavy hitters, and then backed up by just units of the spear guys to to sort of take objectives and things like that. Um, you know, the magic does the range stuff. The big heavy hitters go after the the, the sort of 
combat threats. Or you'd go with shooting and cav, so mixed arms, so you'd have your cav backed up by a bit of by a bit of magic, and then you'd go, you know, every big blocks of uh, shooting. So that'd be the that'd be the sort of two, and and it's great because then you've you've encompassed the whole range in two. You, know, you could probably do okay. two two thousand point armies and have the whole range in there. I think I think two of yeah. the Spirit of the Mountains and Techless is going to be a lot of points. I think you're looking at yeah. over a thousand, if not one thousand two to one thousand four. You reckon? Well, I, rec- I I expect Techless will probably be six hundred points. Yeah, he's, he's going to be um, getting. He's going to be knocking on the Nagash door, in the I'd imagine. Three fifty to four hundred points for the Spirit of the Mountains. Yeah, well, maybe if they even if they're like, what's what's I the kipper? I think you're probably looking at one one. Um, yeah, but you've got to bear in mind with kippers, you don't get you don't get much of the rest of an army. Yeah, true. Three true. three kippers, three battle line, mate. Well, I, I know about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, you know, that, but it just gives. I think, you know, I, like I, I want it to be the army that I get good at AOS with and. With a lot of um, the battle tomes from, you know, I keep, keep my ear to the ground as far as competitive stuff. You know, I, you know, I, I don't play enough to to become competitive, but I, you know, I certainly know where, you know, I, I know what a competitive army looks like, and I know the sort of reasons behind them and all the rest of it. So, you know, I know that from, you know, from what you said. I mean, again, listening to it fresh today, you know, saying about the the war clans, you know, with with the army Ian took to tomorrow burns you know that well no but any any art that you, you not on that army specifically but the comment that you made was that a lot of the books that are coming out these days don't have a lot of dead weight in them they're, they're a lot more internally balanced than they have been in the past and playing with something and getting good with something you can take quite a lot of the books that are out there and do well with do you know what I mean like you know I know there's there's obviously going to be bad matchups and all the rest of it, but I, th- I think um, you know having a getting into a faction and actually playing a lot with it, um, you know, that'd be something I quite like to do with that. I, I mean, I do agree. I mean, cho- choosing something and sticking with it um, is how you get good with something. Sure, you can pick up with something that's filth. Uh, I, I most certainly have uh, and play it for a short period of time, but it, it always comes a cropper of something. Um, he, he says that he says that and that I haven't even finished the fucking zinch portion of my Archeon <laughs> army no. that I, I don't think I've actually played a game with so by the time I, I get finished with the Luminous Realm Lords probably yeah. a second battle tome will be out yeah. because that's what's happened with Disciples of Zinch is that I set this well, army up I've, when... got, I've got a funny feeling that while you've been painting that army we're now on the third war scroll for Pink Horrors of, of Pink Horrors potentially yeah uh, well, second certainly on well certainly on the second war scroll the, of Ar- Archeon. I think it's third for the um, enlightened, isn't it? Because uh, they, they have one in did they have one in beasts on the new Sinch one? Second, but they didn't they didn't really this change. This is a price change. They didn't yeah. really change that much. Um, um, Pink Horrors is funnier. But no, so yeah, I mean, you know, it, it'd probably be the second edition of uh, Luminous Realm Wars by the time <laughs> I get to finish that army. Yeah, I, mean, um, I was, yeah, gonna, yeah, I was the, about to make the comment, we're probably going to get a new General's Handbook around about the time the Realm, the realm Lords hit. But again, you make a valid point of it's probably not going to fucking matter. No, no. So the, 
the other thing as well, the, the one thing that I love listening to Phil Kelly talk about Warhammer because he's such a cool dude is um, that there's four aspects of Hish that these things can take. And there's the mountain, Strike the wind, the, the water, Manchies, and the zenith. But, like, right, with facetiousness aside, um, how cool would it be to see models realised for wind, water, and zenith in that kind of manner? Gives a lot of like elementals, in regards to, Yeah, I mean, it also gives them options in regards to the uh, Stormcasts. So you've got the idea that, well, for example, we may well see the initial release of Lumineth may well be the the general Lumineth army, and we see aspects of the mountain. Maybe a maybe maybe we get the aspect of the mountain fully fully fleshed out with this release. We get maybe a pattering of the others. Then when their next book comes out, we then get to see the rest of the water. Then we get so I think yeah. I don't think there's going to be a huge swathe more or, you know, well, coming. There definitely well, no, are. Well, no, as, no, no. But, I mean, I, you know, aspect of the water, Ideneth, do you know what I mean? You, you don't know, you do. Do you know what I mean? It could be tied in with that. It doesn't necessarily have to be Luminous Realm Lords. It's Teclas and the Elves, you know? Yeah, maybe. Um, well, well no, no, Zenith no, and... Not, not lore-wise, it's not. Remember, the Deepkin are mm-hmm. hiding from Teclas. Oh, right, okay. But, well, you know, like, it's. I, I just think that but the point being is they've you know and it's what I went back to with when again fresh in my mind about the stuff that we, we were talking about uh, in our 2019 roundup was um, you know them deliberately sort of laying stuff out for future releases um, you know and, and yes we'll you know will we'll the next you know will luminous 2.0 be you know have have the water aspects in the war would they you know all, all these different things so no so I, I think it's i think it's awesome i just think it's awesome and, and they've totally redeemed themselves with that final reveal i just wish that they'd done it all in one hit because i could have had a massive explosion of excitement in one go rather than it being yeah. drawn out like some... small more small caveat i think that's the last reveal it's not the final reveal right how do you mean because we know there's more to come. We know, we know there's we know there's more models they haven't released yet. Anyway, any any final Luminethi words, Ian? Overall thoughts? Uh, it's just not my cup of tea. Just not be honest. Is, no, just, what is, it? is is there, You're is, a there, filthy orc. is, there is. is there too much sugar? Not enough milk? Is it the wrong brand um, of tea? Oh yeah, and essentially I, I like coffee. Yeah. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> that, uh, that explains the iron jaws in you. Yeah. Um, it's just it's. I think it's the from the initial. Uh, do you know when you have a knee jerk reaction and sometimes you can't get away from it? Yeah. Of course. The, the when the the first like teaser pictures where they showed the the knights and the spearmen, I couldn't get away from the fact it just looked like an eighth edition release. Yeah, so I think that's. It we, seemed like a step. It seemed like a, a step back from the aesthetic. Yeah. See, it didn't but, get my get my didn't get my motor going, but for me that was probably I, that was the aspect that I liked the most. Yeah. I, I think fleshing it's it strange. out with the more fantastical elements would have been would have been a good thing, and I think that's why they've got a lot of these people going. 
why make sure the old world is low fantasy or keep all that high fantasy stuff to aos and then there's people going oh i'm so glad gw's going back to this style and then all the more fantastical stuff to release and they're like oh like, yeah you did it to yourself on a complete side note before we get on to tommy b because i know we're, we're, we're running uh running quick on time is um do you see the concept stuff for the Kislev things that are working on for the yeah. old world? Yeah, I really liked it. I'm just gonna I stay. Was... I'm, I'm just gonna stay quiet. Okay. Yeah. I thought I thought it was cool. Okay, so Tommy B, <laughs> um, it's a lovely week. I really, I really wish with. I could say what I want to say, but I just, I just can't. It's not worth the. Uh, we'll have to pick up off here. I'm sure, I'm sure that'll be worth you, the laugh. You can guess what it is. You can guess what it is. Oh, okay. Um, yes, tomorrow burns. That was a thing, wasn't it? It was, right, yeah. yeah. So um, a nice little trip down to Weymouth. Uh, yeah. So for those who don't is, know, is... so a good friend of the show, Chris Tomlin, formerly of the Black Sun, um, he runs his um, pretty much annual event in Weymouth, uh, which is my hometown. So I open up the doors of my my three bedroom house for all these wankers to turn up and take it over and be sick everywhere. Oh no, not this year. That was good. Um, so yeah, previous years I've had, uh, I think maybe 16 something like that that feels a bit high maybe 13 people staying at mine so a little bit less um so it was my great joy to welcome both of you down to tomorrow burns this year which was an absolute joy um i know i'm a bit trolly as well so i think i did text rob afterwards and kind of apologize if i'd wound him up a bit too much over the weekend you probably noticed that i show love by taking the piss no, I, th- I I thoroughly enjoyed myself, and I, I must admit, like with um, with my job, there's a lot of driving involved, and I've recently um, with my new job uh, got the Arod Mobile 2.0, um, my my new car, and Christ, that thing was the first time I'd really. I do a lot of work in West Wales, so it's a lot of A roads and B roads, and you know it's fine, um, but it's the first time I've. Uh, First time I'd taken it across the bridge and opened it up, and Christ, I didn't realise how quickly I'd got down to. <laughs> I must have, like, I don't know what it was. Like, it was, it was a lovely day, and uh, um, yeah, it was, it was such a nice drive down. And before I know it, I was, I was at Matt's house, and um, you know, it's a uh, you and Jen, you know, can't thank you enough for your hospitality. It was a lovely. Um, it was nice to come down on a Friday, you know, a bit earlier get involved have a seven hour game of aos um, <laughs> I, I'd actually forgotten about that <laughs> the yeah. mental block um, so, if anyone yeah. doesn't know like I actually played but I didn't bring my the only army that I've got to play was my old wood themed uh, mixed order army which you know is, is is long sort of past its its sell by date as it were although I, I found out uh, that legacy scrolls are still valid yeah, and stuff so I could, have, I, could, I, could, I could still use forest dragon and the activation wars it completely shuts that shit down so i should have actually might have actually brought it down but matt was uh, kind enough to lend me his uh Slanesh army which was double kipper slanesh uh, shalaxi, shalaxi yeah. uh in uh in rapturous the mask and uh, the obviously the frame and then uh three units of five Hell Striders. That's right. So um, two drop, uh, Supreme Cyberites Battalion. If I'm right in thinking, God Seekers Host. Um, And there's a special ability uh, where you can sacrifice 
your... Um, this isn't the rules uh, test. You no, know, no, there's, there's, there's an ability, right? This is just for lols, right, to set the scene. Because I used to be a really, really quite good uh, 40k player back in 5th and 6th edition. And, um, you know, used to beat, like, I uh, used to practice against ETC players and regularly beat them at my local club. Um, so, like, I, I, you know, got quite a good grip on the game. Um, AOS was always something I've never really committed to playing competitively. Um, sort of hobbying, uh, focusing more on the hobbying side. Um, there's an ability that on a two-up, you sacrifice an artifact and you get re-rolls to hit and re-rolls to wound for the entire game. Is that right? Yep. On your general? Yep. Um, all five oh, games, no. I rolled a one. <laughs> Brilliant. For that ability. Um, Better so, yeah, looking my, good, mate. You are, yeah. My, my fucking burnt all my dice after that thing. But no, in all seriousness, it was, it was a lovely... Uh, Lovely weekend. Um, I won't go into my games or anything too much. Uh, although there was, um, you know, I ended up playing some uh, some bright old characters throughout the the weekend. It was it was a well, it was we, a really good time. Well, on the on the um, Friday, so Rob was borrowing the Slanesh Army, never used it. So um, you actually said, can we get some practice games in on the Friday? Games, Ab- games, absolutely. Plural. So <laughs> seven hours in um, to our first game and. Must have been thirty bottles of sol. Um, it, it, it was corona. insane. Cor- sorry, Corona. It was insane the amount of small beers that you put away. Um, building, building up my immunity. Yeah, we we <laughs> we then got to play uh, as we had grudged each other uh, first thing on the Saturday morning the next day. Uh, luckily, that was a two-hour game. Actually, I think it was much shorter than that. Um, as I was playing not to teach, but playing to play the game. Kick ass. Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, that was great. So yeah, you, it was it was interesting for me because I I was there with my Bone Reapers. I had you there with my Sanesh. I had um, Sam Davies borrowing my Feck, and Rich Morley was there with my Concept Deepkin army that I painted. So I had four armies at that scene, which, which, uh, one time, nice. which was pretty pretty weird. Yeah. Um, and um, you know, I know I, I don't know if he, if he listens, but uh, shout out to Terry Pike. Uh, Friday night was awesome. It's a uh, and. Uh, Obviously, you had some fun with Spartacus. Yeah, cheeky Spartacus win. Spartacus the, the board game, one the, of my favourites. The, th- the three of us and I'm so I was so drunk all the night. It was just the three of us and Terry, wasn't it? Yeah. Aaron, Aaron, Aaron was in the Aaron was in the other room playing his Game of Thrones. <laughs> right. Um, right. Jen played Spartacus. Jen yeah. played Spartacus as well. Yeah. After she, sorry yeah. again. Um, yeah, that, that was that was a that was a good laugh and you know, it was. Um, yeah, just a really overall good weekend. I'll, I'll let you guys have a bit of a chat about it before I go on to the nominations thing. Yeah, we don't really need to. I mean, it kind of feels a bit frivolous, really, pushing events and those are ones you should look forward to. And But, yeah, Chris, Chris Weymouth event, um, it, super chilled. The uh, social's fantastic. Um, you know, fish and ship. Probably the last one before the big days. shutdown, wouldn't it? Yep. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Literally. Um, I two, I've had two events cancelled quickly after that, which is Curtain and One Day, and then... Um, uh, heat too um so yeah fantastic event by chris always can't can't praise him enough um he was it was also the first time that um i was able to provide non-glass trophies for an event as well so i did all like the the cup style trophies that he's a big fan of um so it was great to do those for him um and obviously i revealed as i said revealed my army for the event um 
and it's a, yeah, it was a two-day event, fish and chips both days. He organised for us to go uh, and play mini golf and go for a burger on the Saturday night, which went really well. Kept everyone together. So good to go out as a big group like that. Um, and obviously, so Rob's talks about not really playing AOS, but want to be a bit competitive. He's got the uh, Brian Car- the, the Slanesh Depravity Farm list that Brian Carmichael came up with. Um, what about you, Ian? What did you bring? So I took my um, I painted a model for it. I yeah. painted a um, profit for the big war. So I took my iron jaws plus an extra model. Okay. Um, and the reason for big war was. Um, yeah, what was the reason? I, I like the mechanic of like building up the points. So I had Gordrak. Yeah. Um, I have six of the big war points, so it's to do with rules. Well, you said to um, me you liked it because it was it was much easier. Yeah. Which I don't think is quite right. I think Big War's a bit more. <laughs> there's a lot of decisions in Big War compared to like an Iron Jaws army. But I get you. Um, and what yeah, about well, um, obviously you, you you this must have been a great event for you because no realms, um, yeah. no realm artifacts. No. Um, so what about your command traits and artifacts? What what did you crack out with on your Iron Jaws uh, for your sorry your um, Big War for this one? Yeah, I didn't bother. You didn't bother. Didn't bother. No, and spo- I couldn't be bothered. And spoilers, where did you end up? Uh, I think it's twelfth. <laughs> so, so um, honestly, no. There's there's logic for there's, this. Okay, go on then. So, so, be, so bear with so bear with me. Um, so because I don't play very often, I decided right, I can't be bothered with all these extra wonky rules. I'm never I'm just going to forget. So I'm just going like, to ignore them. So um, essentially ignored like the extra abilities for the war chanters for the command abilities pretty much all the just the big i just used the big war table yeah. nothing else um you were you were using the war chanters extra damage though right yeah i used that that was on the war scroll <laughs> you, wasn't literally, it? It was like, you gave me heart palpitations for a few seconds there yeah um but then I didn't. I didn't bother using any of the extra command abilities, like and I get what you know, battalions, things that aren't on the war scrolls. Yeah, so I didn't bother with any battalions, um, command abilities. What else? Yeah, artifacts. Are you trying um, to say you because you've not been bothering with it for a while, you've basically got a leg up on everyone else? Well, no, I'm just like I think I'm just re- regressed to AOS one. <laughs> um, I think it's, it's got to be something to be said for like keeping it streamlined and you know yeah. because uh, even even doing this is like there's rules analysis that, paralysis there's rules want. that there's rules that I just wasn't aware of and I didn't use for the whole tournament in I realised that the prophet has got an ability to gain an extra command point in game five so, right. so I didn't. So that that was a eye opener in the last game around turn four. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah. So it was, yeah, really, it was much. Um, I didn't notice any difference between playing like with all this extra tactics and just playing as I was doing. I, so. I just, I can't. I just, I, d- I don't. I don't have words. My brain can't process it. That you went yeah. to an event without command traits and artifacts, and you still ended up coming twelfth. Amazing. Yeah. Um, from the gaming point of view, I would like to give a—I'm not sure if he listens, but um, I turned up Sunday morning to play Declan, who's also got a big Royal Army. Yeah. Um, crimson, crimson fists. Yeah, you know, crimson fists. Red. Um, and 
I turned up um, and I forgot my bag in your house. So I didn't have any tape measure, dice, books, nothing with me. Was that a so bad it, it, tactic? Or? No, it wasn't. Um, but Declan was a total gentleman about it, so thank you if you're listening. Um, but yeah, it was great, very, very enjoyable. Yeah. And, um, I'm glad you yeah. enjoyed it. Well, yeah, my, it was good. I was very much, my, my list was very, st- still Bone Reapers, but very suboptimal. Um, I was 40 points under, for example, and I had a 60 point Horrigast. So um, it was very much about getting the army done on the board. Um, however, I am happy to announce that. Catacross, or Matacross as it's become known, had an epic time over the weekend, uh, bagging himself Shalaxi against Rob. Yeah. Um, he killed Archeon against Mike, which I think Mike was a bit, he wasn't such a fan of that happening, so that was that was good. Um, and then also while, play, <laughs> while, <laughs> while playing, um, I bagged myself a Iron Sun's Mega Boss while, um, oh, while playing Kieran. Completely forgot Kieran's name. So I had an amazing weekend of him just going mental and killing people. I mean, he didn't do all the damage himself, but you know, he got you know he got the killing blow on each one. So, yeah. so yeah, so great, great light-hearted event. Um, so obviously, something we focus on is the the armies, um, and it was we. It gets said a lot. The hobby stand at that event was very, very good. Uh, for a small event, I think Chris was 36 players. He didn't want to go more than 40. He doesn't doesn't go bigger than that for these events. Um, but Rob, you were drafted in to do the nominations. I was. So, what, what were your thoughts around the nominations? Um, my thoughts were, and you know, harken back to uh, an earlier episode we did, I think maybe two years ago. Um, good, like was it nominations wedding or something was the title of the episode. Um, but this, and it was after my um, initial. It was the first time that uh, I think it might have been blackout that uh, the first time blackout was at Firestorm, um, which was two years ago when Soul Wars was announced. When we got we almost got jumped by some smackhead because we didn't say hi back to him when we were dealing our plastic crack in the in the car park do you remember that matt yeah yeah i don't remember uh, i think my threat ratio being from nottingham my threat ratio is much higher that makes sense. Oh, okay. i don't remember almost getting jumped by a smackhead okay cool um but yeah so that that was um that was after that first uh, time and I think it rang true at this event as well, especially, uh, you know, obviously had, had done um, Brotherhood uh, a couple of months previous or, you know, a month or two previous to that. Um, and Tommy B had, had kind of presented myself with with a, with a bit of a, a similar sort of challenge to the, the first blackout was, you know, kind of where you drew the line at nominations. Obviously, Chris kind of had an idea in his head of, of how many he wanted to nominate. Um, but when, you know, and, and uh, you know, to his credit, he's always he's always said to me whenever I've helped him out with stuff like this that look, you know, if you feel something, you know, I want to nominate X amount of people, you know, I want to ideally have X amount of nominations. But if you feel that something else deserves it, then we'll have a chat and we you know we'll bump the numbers up. Um, but again, it, it was very. Um, you could have almost nominated a lot of the field. Um, if you'd gone past a certain kind of standard, 
if that makes sense. And and that was again, you know, it's something that you know I tip my hat to to you know, tournament organisers that do this kind of stuff. Is that you know where do you draw the line? You know, and and there was a lot of armies there. And you know, shout out to Aaron who, you know, admittedly he'd uh, he's done a Beast Claw Raiders slash more tries or whatever they're called these days and he's 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 painted his um main guys on stone horns and thunder tusks really well and when he displayed his army <laughs> he'd had he sort of put all those in like a circle like hiding all the stuff that he hadn't finished painting behind them yeah in an attempt to uh coerced me into giving him a nomination it was it was a no it was a, a knowing nod but to be fair, yeah, i think but, chris said this and i i actually think i think if he had put it out normally i reckon you would have been more inclined to nominate yeah him. yeah yeah and the, the, you know some of his you know and again not to suck him off too much but um you know some of his stuff especially the the like or huskards or or you know whatever they are the guys on the stone horns they're some of the best painting stuff at the event you know, they they really were, and it, you know, it'd be nice to see that army finish. But I guess you know what I'm trying to say is that you know it's very hard to say. Okay, well, again, going back to the wedding analogy, well, if I'm you know if I nominate that thing, then then that opens the door to nominating something else, and and if I nominate that, then I have to nominate something, and it, it's just this domino effect where. Yes, it's subjective, and I know that we had a chat afterwards about some of the things I'd put up there. We won't name any names. Um, and, you know, you, you'd, you'd kind of, you know, I appreciate the feedback with stuff like that because, you know, I, I know that, you know, you, you know I, I don't think that you're being a, you know, I, I take, you know, I'm, I'm used to, I've worked in sales for almost 20 years, so I'm used to constructive criticism. Um, you know, so that side of things isn't a problem, and you know, I, I understand the points that you were making. Um, again, won't say who, you know, what and who, but um, you know, the biggest thing with, and I think this 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 goes back to something else we talked about recently was, you know, stuff being finished, and do you when so, someone's openly admitting that certain elements of their army aren't finished do you is that like a cutoff point do you just say look you know rules are rules is this army finished in your eyes no okay no matter how good some elements are does that then mean that you, you don't nominate it or just on the strength of the stuff that is finished does it get a nomination? Do you know what I mean? So yeah, I think that that, that that was that was that was one of the big that was one of the sort of big things that I sort of the big dilemmas that I kind of had um, because there there were certain people that had done quite well on as far as the awards that openly had admitted to me that certain elements of their armies you know not only hadn't been finished but had been painted the day before you know um, so I mean there's there's very much an element of uh, like i i very much always come come from a consistency point of view um and i almost kind of weight it up in my head um does the top end and the like i i would never say that an army with unfinished elements shouldn't be nominated no 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 and Um, and, but what i what i tend to do personally sorry if i could just what i tend to do personally is, is almost like an equation in my head where i balance out um the top end and the bottom end um yeah 
but what I will say for, say for myself uh, when I when I vote, um, consistent uh, consistency is uh, if when you when I'm looking at the top end of armies, I I've always said this is you're looking for the the failings because um, it's just it's just easier to do. Um, and one of the biggest failings you can have, which invalidates a lot of armies from my, from my perspective, for my vote for best army, is inconsistency, being unfinished. So, yeah, yeah armies by all should, you know, definitely should be nominated. But for me personally, they're very, they're, they're never going to get my vote. No. And, and, and I think that, I mean, again, it, it, it's, you know, I've had, and this is, this is the kind of, dilemma that I, I faced and you know people that people you know if people listen to this that, that you know it applies to them then they know who they're talking who I'm talking about but you know I've had people that have declined to nominate to to decline to have their stuff nominated even though I've nominated it because stuff has been unfinished you know like um Ben Sava um Byron um, a couple of events. Ian even has, well, I guess with yours, it's because you're borrowing other, other miniatures from that other people have painted, which is fair enough. But as far as actually, you know, unfinished stuff, you know, I, I've, you know, even though when you look at an army as, as a whole, you think, okay, well, yes, that might not, that might not be finished, but it doesn't diminish the overall impact of the army. And, and to be fair, the army's going up for nomination. It's not, you know, a unit is going up for nomination, or a particular model is going up for nomination, the army as a whole. And if I feel that, yes, that person might have come to me and said, that, well, that, you know, in this is going back to what you said about setting expectations to yourself when you plan an army out is, okay, well, what standard am I going to push myself to? Someone, like if, like, I guess when you're looking at an army, you look at someone's overall ability, and if you've got, if they've got, if you're aware of their form, for want of a better word, their track record, you can look at a, a perhaps a unit or a, or a military and go, well, I know that's not the best of your ability, um, but when you look at an army as a whole, who's to say that something isn't finished until someone comes up and tells you, well, I haven't finished that then you've got to take it on face value because, you know, that yeah. might be the look they're going for. That might, that might be the effect that they're going for. The fact that they haven't done, in your mind, a finishing job where they've done six highlights on a particular element of that model. Who's to say that in their eyes that model isn't, is finished or isn't finished, you know? So it, it does, you know, if, you know, if someone sort of came up to me, oh, look, yeah, my arm is not finished, then, okay, well, we go, well, do you mind if I? It's almost like Satan. Well, do you mind if I don't nominate it then, or you know, or, or don't nominate mine because it hasn't? You know, I've had people come to say, look, you don't have to, you know, you put me forward for a nomination, but I don't want to put it up because it's not finished. I'm not happy with how it looks at the moment, or whatever. Then, you know, that's fair enough. Um, so, you know, th th that was that was one of the things that. I had to take into consideration because there were elements of um, certain armies that perhaps weren't finished to the person's sort of ideal standard, but you still put them up because they're still you know, to someone else's standard. That is a good paint job. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. Um, 
So yeah. Anyway, so we cut it down to a, to, to the final field. Um, and I think you know, I, 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 you know, I got to the point where I was happy with the people that I had put up, and um, you know, it's it good to see quite a good spread of you know people. Um, you know, there's quite a lot of um, you know what I call stock or you know we call sort of box art kind of thing um, armies where you know crisp paint jobs, nice and clean. Um, I can't, I'm sorry, I can't remember the guy's name, but the guy who got the wooden spoon or the arse trophy, his storm castle was particularly nice. Um, the guy whose name everyone was mispronouncing all. Jean Luc. That's the one. So if you're listening, uh, uh, very nice storm cast army, very well represented. And there was another one as well, which is um, the anvils of uh, Elden Hammer as well. Was that, that was Owen uh, Farmer, wasn't it? Yeah, so uh, very very nice storm. Just going to see a couple oh, of really nice stormcast armies. Guy in contention yeah. as well. Yeah, so um, it was it was you know your bone reapers, obviously Ian's iron jaws. Um, you had Russ in there. You had Terry. Um, you had a couple of um, people that I'd never met before. So again, I'm trying to actually bring up the list. If I still got the list in my notes on my iPhone, I probably still have. Um, if only, I mean, wouldn't it be crazy if somebody spent time, effort, and I know putting all these lists up and all the rest of it, and if I'd actually done any proper kind of research or well, preparation, if they had a website whereby you could go on and it's got them all listed. Well, yeah. Um, so, funny wouldn't enough, that, wouldn't so, that be crazy? Yeah, it would be. Um, you've got um, obviously Tom Matthews with his chaos, Owen with his uh, Stormcast, Matt, some guy called Matt. Matt Leon's Matt Leon's with his Fishy Art Bone Rivers. Obviously, Tom with his fantastic Chaos Army with his four greater demons with Fat Magoo uh, that actually won the um, uh, Rob Ellis uh, Conversion uh, Award, um, which was great to see. Um, hashtag my wings, hashtag my idea for the mouth in the deep in the uh, middle with the uh, Nurgle tree thing. Um, Terry Pipe with his world conquering. Um, Adepticon Conquering, uh, Chaos and uh, Nurgle Army slash Mixed Chaos with his uh, fruity tentacle bases. Uh, uh, Jean Hibert with his uh, Stormcast Eternal. Dave with his Nagash, Dave Cooper with Nagash, which is um, really good to see because he's been, he'd done quite a bit of, um, almost like a non-metallic metal style effect, but on the bone. Yeah. Um, so really high contrast bone uh, colours, which really caught very, my eye. It's a really nice Nagash, really nice. Yeah, and um, it, it actually spent a bit of time uh, chatting. I was chatting to him about uh, people looking at nominations. He, he's actually done a corn blood bound army in non metallic metal, um, which looks. He showed me a picture of these at the Blood Secretor, the guy with the banner, um, and that looks mental. So if that army ever gets finished, then watch out people um obviously some chump called ian gilmore with his orcs um andy burgess with his gits um really nice uh sort of really good high consistency over all the units as well which you know with an army like gits with the amount of models that are actually in there um was a really good effort uh i know some of the um trolls weren't quite finished up to the standard that he he said they wanted to do but a really striking scheme almost like a a neon-y pink and purple-y kind of uh, army there with that um 
good shout out for a good friend Paddy with his deep kin. Um, really good effort with those. Really good looking. Um, and uh, although albeit some, yeah, and his army as well. <laughs> and uh, some of his bases were had sort of snapped in the first couple of games, which you know he'd. Uh, sort of apologised for on a little note by his army but it nevertheless is you know the actual paint scheme was, was really good and I didn't really click well done. meant initially he literally had his army displayed with a little note saying sorry not all the not all the models are here and I've just didn't yeah. pay any attention then looked over on a tray on the on the um, stage where everything was presented and it was just a tray of half broken eels where they'd all snapped off those god awful plastic um, flights yeah yeah so I, I you know I put the nomination up the day <laughs> the day before and um, you know, by that time, something snapped off. But a uh, good-looking army, nonetheless. Obviously, uh, a stall of, uh, of the Weymouth events now with painting nominations was Gary with his ogres. Um, actually, a really good uh, sort of advertisement. If if, if GW want to hook up with uh, Gary, I know, um, you know it's a really good advertisement for the contrast um, uh, paint range. Uh, he'd done a lot of it with that and sort of dry brushing and stuff but really effective and some nice conversions on some of his uh, ogre stuff and then uh, again another a legend of the tournament seems to Russfield with his ogres really striking scheme I know he said you know he said himself that again it was in sort of the, the process of of being sort of completed and it's something that he perhaps wanted to spend a bit more time on but you know again by seeing it there um, it, it deserved a nomination. I want a big, a big shout. Out. I think it was um, Tom Matthews, uh, bit of an, uh, an honourable mention as well. Although he got, he did get a nomination. Was the basing scheme for his Archeon um, slash Zinch list uh, with the uh, with the base toppers with like the the ruined sort of uh, well the sort of underground temple scheme that he'd done a bit of OSL to on each of the bases to sort of represent which god it was and all the rest of it. I thought that was that was really cool looking very striking army and the, the, the army itself was very well painted. So and who doesn't love a who doesn't love an Archeon, eh? So uh, yeah, very very good. Very good spread of uh of, uh, of armies and, and congratulations to um the winners um with uh, Tom taking it out with his with his chaos and with no doubt you know obviously a really striking colour scheme, uh, really so something that you know if if you hadn't kind of I think it sort of shows his roots as a graphic designer, um, but with you know, the colour scheme he's got for even you know across the the four gods worth of models that he still managed to come up with a scheme that ties everything together and shows it off well as an army. Um, Plus, the, you know, the, you know, he's done a lot of work on the basis for the, the three other great demons, but obviously the one that stands out is his Nurgle, uh, Fatty Magoo, as he calls it, um, which is which is awesome. I mean, I want to talk about Tom's army while while we're going through this, um, particularly where you've mentioned about, um, you know, for for me personally, consistency being being key. Um, Tom's army is what I call it. I said this on Twitter. So you got um, when I did the event photos and everything. Um, Tom's army got loads of great feedback um, online, and it's a what I call a crowd pleasing army. Um, it ticks all the boxes uh, of doing really well uh, in best army votes. Um, 
but for me personally and i've said this as well is that it wouldn't it's not an army that would ever get my vote and he stormed the player vote so this was all player voted he did really really well uh coming first he, he took the majority of the votes so tom's army's four great demons and three units of uh 10 uh line in- infantry um so these have got flesh hounds um uh, a unit of plague bearers uh, a unit of um bloodletters and some and um, demonets um and for me, the thing with the army is fighting Magoo is a fantastic... I mean, that model is phenomenal. It's an amazing centerpiece. It really, really is. The the way it's presented with all the different combinations of parts is, is phenomenal. Um, the other three great demons are all great. Um, they're all conversions in their own way. Uh, they all have great basic elements. But for me, this is where the consistency starts coming in. So those three great demons aren't painted to the same standard as Fatty Magoo. Um, they're painted well, um, but this is, and I was going to say about him being a graphic designer, he's got a fantastic eye for presentation. So they present very well. They don't look like they're not finished. Does that make sense? So they're not up to the same standard when looking at it with a critical eye, um, but they are still very good. Then the rest of the infantry, again, is a couple, uh, a couple of steps down from the rest of the units, um, but from the four great demon centerpieces. Um, and they're actually very basic. But again, with the way they're presented, because he uses this undershadowing fade from it's a, a blue to orange uh, fade with the airbrush and everything, um, it doesn't look unfinished. Does that make sense? So it's not, when we talk about unfinished models where a lot of, you, know, you have in your head an image of a model that's it's got its main colours on it, they've been washed, that's probably it. So Aaron's um, Arrow Boys is a great example of something like that. And obviously his his job is to then highlight them back up. But the way that um, Tom's approached painting this army allows it not being finished, not overshadow the army, because the main element is that striking colour scheme, which uses the airbrush to get the fades. And you, so you get you're getting your highlights, you're getting some of the getting some of the shadow and then he's painting the key areas on and it presents fantastically and he did a great job with the build-up so tom's army is again what i consider a crowd pleaser um but i also find it a very frustrating army um particularly knowing that it did so well and then it came first because there's no encouragement it feels like that army probably won't ever get finished now because there's no encouragement to do so if he's already going to an event and winning first place with it because People are looking at it, you know, presented as it is and going, wow, this is amazing. And they're voting and then they're voting for it. But there's no encouragement to finish it off. Do you guys think the same? Yeah, I see your point. Um, I think it's there's a, there was definitely a marked difference between the the big models and the infant, the small stuff. Uh, to me, it was, and, a, it was a chasm. You know, and it was, it, yeah, it was a um, and that's not a. Know, being harsh or anything, I'm sure Tom would say the same. I've, I've said, um, said exactly this to him. I, I, want, the, I want to see him finish that army. But yeah, the, but yeah I, it would be it would be nice to see the yeah the not to it don't, I don't think the big models need to be done any. It'd be nice to bring the smaller stuff up to the same level. Yeah, yeah, or, or even it's like one step below. Um, but I think. Yeah, there is. Um, it's all. It's, like it's, it's up to Tom now, isn't it? Whether he wants to or not. Yeah. 
And that's the thing. I get I think he's hit the presentation perfectly. I think it's such a striking yeah. army, um, you know, and it hits all those elements. It has great basing. It has, uh, sorry, it has, the basing's not amazing, but it is good and it complements the army really well. So, it's got, so it is great in, in that context. He's got great basing. He's got big monsters. I mean, you know, faces, bases, bright colors and dinosaurs. You know, it, it, it hits them yeah. all. And yeah. in a player vote, it'd be really popular. I think he'd suffer in a judge's um when people see actually have to sit down and look at it in detail uh, but again not taking anything away from his win we're interested in the painting we want to talk about it so tom if you are listening and you think we're we're taking digs we're not you know that that army is a crowd pleaser it should always do well in that field when i rocked up with my bone reapers been really happy to unveil the army knowing that tom was bringing that i knew i knew i couldn't say my army was going to win a player vote over Tom's. That makes sense? Like, I knew, you yeah, know, that was always totally. going to be a contention because it does look great. Yeah. And, right, so, Rob, who do we have in second place? First loser. Is he just on mute again? Do you think he's, yeah. gone, he's gone for a slash? Is he angry with me because I interrupted? Bit of column A, bit of column B. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, Where were you? What were you doing? I don't want to pee. Yeah, um, yeah so... Second place. Uh, second place. I can't remember. It was Terry. Oh, Terry. 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 Yeah, it was Terry. No, I knew it was, you know, it was between... Yeah, who came third? I can't remember. Oh, we're going to come away from that. Um, but yeah, so uh, Terry's on. Terry in second place. Yeah, and again, I, thought, I, thought, I you know I, I didn't chip in too much with with the conversation about Tom's. I had a lot to say about th- Tom's because it's it's I, it's it's something that you know actually being invested and being interested in you know the the mechanisms and the thought process and what works for best army and everything. It's Tom's armies. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, it's, it's, it's something to. To, to my order army, um, you know, I've, I've, I think it was at uh, one of the blackouts. Actually, yeah, sorry, the, the first blackout at Cardiff, uh, where I came second to Ian um, by a vote because Jan had uh, forgotten to vote for my army and gone to the toilet, um, <laughs> which is actually. <laughs> God, I fucking wanted to kill him in the car park. Well, um, ironically, talk about nominations. I think it was the first blackout that I actually declined nomination because I didn't think my army was competing. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. that was um, Thurgle. Yeah. I was and, like, um, give it to the next one. Who is it? No, like, oh, this person. No, definitely go and nominate them. Okay. Um, so, you know, I I got more votes at that tournament than Leslie Stormcast. And Leslie Stormcast is by far better painted than my Sylvaneth Order army. Um, and it's, it's a similar sort of thing. You have the overall... It's, and I remember Ian have, me and Ian and Les had a conversation after that, uh, you know, at the event, about armies being like... You almost have like having like a painting meta. And, and, oh, absolutely. Um, you know... You know what will you know impact and appear and you know again it's you know it's not it's not to take away from Tom's overall achievement because it's a fantastic looking army and you know once it is finished 
completely to the same standard if, if he in fact does go away and do that I know again he's, he's looking at his bone reapers now and like you said it, it'd just be a shame to you know um, to not continue and, and bring everything up to the same level um, because I think you know given the conversions given the base and given the the paint scheme itself um, you know he can certainly uh, contend with with some of the bigger uh, with, with the big hitters out there as shown by him when you know he won what he won single miniature at face hammer a couple of years ago with his lord of blights mm-hmm. um so it shows that you know when something's brought up to that level then even with sort of judges choices he can do well so right so on that note um second place then so yeah Terry. Mr. Mr. Pike. So, yeah, um, I mean, he, you know, I know, um, it, I don't know if he'd added any new elements well, to that army since the, we sort of seen it doing this I, round. What I was going to say is Terry's army is almost the opposite. It's almost kind of a flip reverse uh, of Tom's in that Terry had a great, has got a great army. Uh, paying to a really good standard um uh, he came second place to me obviously at uh, south coast for a few years ago but um it's it's what he's done is he's kept with that army and he's added more and more to it and it's all those there's nothing missing now if you sit there and look at the army like all the extra effort he's put into it um pays off dividends um you know he's got the slime and things on his convert because he's got his glockin that's converted into a great demon with a custom built weapon which he's had for a while but then he's got the slime and everything on the tentacle arm um he's gone and put some more work into his nurgle trees he's just upscaled everything and make sure it all presents as well as it can do and i think it's a really good example of that so if you do have a look at um photos of terry's army um and bear in mind that nurgle armies don't tend to do that very well um in votes and i think part of that is because um nurgle armies look good painted basically um so it kind of turns people off them quite quickly uh, they don't actually bother to spend the time and attention looking at them um but luckily he's done you know he's got the elements like the basing he's got a very good color scheme um I, I actually think his army is pretty faultless. Um, it's, it's definitely one of my favourite on the scene, and I think second place. You know, he shouldn't, he shouldn't, shouldn't feel bad at that, but, uh, bad about that at all. You know, Tom's, as we said, Tom's army is a real crowd pleaser, um, and I think definitely a worthy second place. I think it's quite um, when you compare it to Tom's, in not in the painting style or what's included, but the structure of the army is quite similar. Yes, you've got three three big monsters. Or in Columbus for plus the infantry, mm-hmm. where it's like it's quite it's like you know people like monsters, people yeah, who vote for monsters. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Um, and then, so any anything you want to add uh, about Terry's army? Obviously, he's one that's come with it, which is which is great. I think the key the key thing to it, and and what you've you've mentioned about Nurgle, and this is just kind of my own thoughts and kind of speculation on perhaps why it differentiates itself from sort of perhaps other Nurgle armies in the way that you said was the basing. Um, now, with a lot of our Nurgle armies, they can almost get lost on the base because yeah. the bases are tend to be, you know, earthy and green, similar sort of tones to the actual model itself. So it almost becomes like this amorphous blob um, of an entire army of just a sea of greens and browns and 
earthy kind of colours, whereas each one of Terry's model is framed by perhaps the most opposite colour, like a neon purpley pink gloss compared to... It's the it's perfect, a perfect example of when I talk about contrast for bases. Exactly, yeah. It's just it is literally the if you've got like a, a like a scale, it's it's as far away from the paint scheme that you've got on the models that you can get probably, um, and so therefore each model stands out on its own merit. And the what, what you know you, you look at it and you think Christ, that's a you know it's a bright army, but it's Nurgle. So how can it be bright? And whereas you look at some Nurgle armies, they're quite drab and they don't really draw you in because the, the, the detail by the very nature of the sculpts is very sort of um, not confusing, but, you know, it's quite hard unless you're edge highlighting everything and all the rest of it. There's not a lot of separation in, certain, in different elements. You know, the arms bleed into the, the bodies and the head and the horns and all the rest of it. And, you know, certainly with a, a lot of Nurgle armies, you know, A, not being a massively popular army on the scene at the moment to begin with anyway, but also, you know, the very nature of, of, of the colour schemes and the narrative and the, the background, you know, being the way they are, um, you know, when they're painted with, you know, that sort of kind of contrast and it go, going back to, you know, Tom's fatty Magoo and the, the Lord of Blights that he did for the single, when, when a Nurgle art, when a Nurgle miniature is painted in such a way that it actually grabs your attention, it focuses your eye on all the little details of the sculpts. And that's where a lot of these sort of base coat and wash and dry, just dry brush kind of Nurgle armies don't do the, don't do the models justice as far as the amount of detail they have on them. And, um, those those kind of purple bases and the the extra things with like the resin goop that he's put on the 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 mouths and the moors that he's done on you know on the 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 belly of the great unclean one and on the 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 face you know on the the mouths of Rotagus and and the glockin and like you said on the tentacles and stuff that just adds that extra detail that catches your eye and draws you into the model and makes you focus on what else is there and and so therefore you. You, you look deeper at the the army, or well, certainly that that's what I find myself doing. So I think that's that's a really good it's a really good. Um, well, you know, he, he, he won the event in, in in total, so he's obviously a good tactician. Um, so it's quite a good tactic as far as you know from a from a display point of view. And as you said, you know, winning Adepticon and and winning as as much as he has done with that army and, and being nominated as much as he has, he's obviously doing something right. So yeah, it was great to actually spend time with him on the Friday and Saturday night and actually pick his brain and seeing what sort of you know, what kind of things he looks for, you know, not in any way getting any kind of insider inside track onto the judges uh voting at Facehammer that's to come. Obviously spending a lot of time with him, Russ and Les, you know, um certainly does you know, hopefully pays off and you know, get an understanding of how those guys think will perhaps stand me in better stead when it comes to things like that. So yeah, it was a, it was a great time spent. Brilliant. Um, yeah, I mean, I think you've, you've perfectly summed up, um, a lot of Terry's army. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I think it's great. I think it's, it's, it, 
I think it should be rewarded a bit more and hope, you know, as events go forward, he's, he does a bit more events because he's so into his painting and he kind of gets that out and gets himself some more trophies. I think, I think the, the, the best thing you can, you can perhaps say about that army, um, and you had it in eighth with, um, or, or, you know, I, I, I joined eighth right, you know, the eighth tournament, eighth edition Warhammer tournament scene right at the end. Um, but there were certain, for want of a better word, kind of sort of armies that were out in the scene that were almost um, like key armies of, of, you know, sort of, you know, Russ's warriors, you had um, Chris's dark elves, you know, kind of uh, stalwarts of, of of the scene and, and that were consistently getting nominated. You know, I, I never get to saw, I never get to I never got to see Ian's, uh, sorry, not Ian, Scott's Empire. Um, obviously got to see Ian's Bretonians and um, you know, Ian Carter's uh, Empire. But there were certain armies that kind of defined the painting nominations at that time. And I think um, one of the biggest compliments to, to Terry is that his, his army, along with you know a few others, will go down as... Uh, armies defined uh, certainly at the beginning of AOS and and sort of you know the, the, that the longevity is testament to that I think yeah yeah Defo is an army that's been around for a while and it's great to see it still you know that he is still working on it and adding to it yeah 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 awesome so I'll go a little bit quiet because what who, who got third place I can't remember of course you can I can't, I literally can't remember. Me, it's Who was it. Was it? Yeah, oh, yes. Sorry. <laughs> oh, Cheers, No, sorry, mate. I, it's been, I, I didn't even remember that Terry got second, so I do apologise. All I remember was Tom coming first. So, no, yeah, so obviously, yeah. Are you happy with that? Me third place at your first event with them? The, the way I always look at these kind of events um, is I go to the event, I want to do well, um, and I, in my head, pick what I think the top three, four, five will be. Um, and that's it. And, you know, you in a player vote, for me personally, in a player vote, I can't call positions outside of that. So for me, my top, my top four were myself, Ian, Terry and Tom. So yeah. that's it. That they were the four people that I expected to walk away with an award. Sort of stand out. Four stand out armies, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I mean I mean and that's pretty much how the how it all worked out at the end. Um I think you know, being for your first outing for them to be in that company, you know, whether it's a crowd pleasing army or an army and I think it's it's quite good because you've got sort of perhaps two armies in that mix that are well-established stalwarts of the scene in Ian's and Terry's. You've got a crowd pleaser there in Tom's, um, for want of a better word. Um, and for you to be in that mix with your army that you've, you know, the, the paint was probably still wet, you know, a couple of days beforehand on a couple of elements because you're you know, working so hard to get them done for the event that, um, you know, with a, with probably you know, at the time probably the new well, the newest army that had been 
you know, as far as not a re-release thing like Caradron or Zinch, but you know, newest army, um, you know, to be out there and, and rocking it. I think there's it was a, it was a couple of other Bone Reaper armies out there, but it's obviously yours was you know way up there as far as quality. Um, it's just a testament to your your dedication to the project as a whole, and especially having something like the the Nexus done. Um, with, with, with the amount of rib cages and skulls that that entailed. I mean, I just wanted to fucking throw up when I saw how too much detail was on the, the fucking eight painters. And this again, blowing my own trumpet a little bit. It's as good as I am at paint, as good as I am at painting skulls, I wouldn't want to paint that many because I know I'd want to paint them to the best of my ability and it would just take me a fucking year to do. So I, th- I think the, uh, not only, um, the, the the consistency and quality across the army, but I think I wouldn't be out of place, and I'm sure every, you know most people at the event would agree. And it's probably why you know it's probably it contributed probably contributed to the amount of votes that you got. And I'm sure you won't mind me saying that is it's probably the best themed army at the event. Um, as far as concept and execution and consistency across the range, you know, if, if you know, I think if you had, um, you know, it, it wouldn't look out of place as like a display at um, a war gaming event, like just on a display board with like a di- like a vignette, you know, or a diorama. It had that kind of feel to it. Yeah, I hadn't, um, I hadn't thought about it like that. Obviously, I have a theme that I want to convey, so I'm glad that it comes yeah. across. But, you know, it kind of, you know, like at one of these, what I mean by that is, like, if you turned them, if they just all, if they were all actually samurais, yeah. and they weren't, like, bone dudes, <laughs> do you know what I mean? And sure. you had them on a display board that, you know, last samurai or whatever you want to call it, kind of theme to it. It had, had that kind of vibe to it, like, like almost like an ancient army that you'd see at some place that had like train sets and shit at it as well i think it's it's the the combination of the cherry blossom trees and the hats it's like it triggers something in your subconscious that those those things tie together and you just you fill in the blanks i think the color scheme was something that i i'd worked a lot on getting right as well to, to again convey that yeah it reminds me of um i think it's I, I, I might be misremembering, but the film The Last Samurai has yeah. got that dark crimson was, type I, armor. I was, literally just said Last Samurai. I was um, yeah. literally I, just said that. I was, yeah, I, I wasn't I, really paying attention. Sorry. I saved, no, well, good. That's, that's nice to know, isn't it? I saved yeah. The Last Samurai as the final, uh, the actual movie. I saved it as the final um, helper to get me get the army finished for the event. So when I was working on the last unit, I popped Last Samurai on. And um, a, a video game, uh, an old PlayStation 2 game uh, on Amushu. Um, oh, on Amushu, come on. Is, is a big influence as well. I liked when he fought that massive moth woman in that, in that uh, by the ports. Do you remember yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And do you ever go down to like the ninth level of thingy to get that, that special sword and that? That was cool. I can't remember. can't remember that. Yeah. But no, yeah, I, I love Zonamusha, Capcom classic. Um, but no, yeah, I like just to sort of round it out. Like, I, I think it. I tell you what, it's a good word. It's the most evocative army there, as far as the image that it portrayed, the, the theme that you're trying to get across. I think that was, you know, 
it, it certainly certainly gave that fight. It was the most sort of you know, cohesive in as far as not cohesive necessarily in paint scheme because everyone you know there was see a lot of armies there that were cohesive in paint scheme but cohesive in vision. Yeah. Um, and I think you know again I'd put I'd probably put yours and Ian's up there in in that. And this is not me fanboying over you two. We do all do a podcast together and stuff. Um, but yours, Terry's. I mean, and I guess there's the four of you, and, and perhaps you know that that that's that's an indictment onto to the to the results in the in the votes as well, and perhaps other people felt like that as well. But certainly, um, you know, I think that there was, uh, you know, you've got the four of you there, and and you know, you can go one way. Okay, so you know, Terry, um, I'd say you obviously Fatima Magoo, but then you got. Uh, Terry's Glocking conversion, so they kind of play against each other, and whereas yours and Ian's are more stock armies, but I'd you know are probably up there and again as far as just actual technically painted. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, so that's the you know, thing. I, I'm 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 none of the other. That's, I I feel like the army was, you know despite being evocative and everything, I, I want it to compete on the paint as well. And yeah. I, I do certainly think that the army competes um, with um, both Terry and Ian. Um, I think m- my personal vote was for Ian. Um, yeah. I think his, I think his painting uh, across the Iron Jaws is, is top level, but again, it's a very different, it's between the three of us is quite different kind of execution on the painting. Um, and that's why I'm quite, proud of my army being a darren latham legacy army really i wouldn't have painted it i painted it this way because of the inspiration that latham gave me so it's a very you know it's, i've tried to make it very clean I'm trying it's like to, a love letter yeah yeah but i've tried you know i've tried to present it in a certain way so it's, it's there's no air so for example there's no airbrush in this army at all um <laughs> didn't touch it because i didn't want to because i wanted to try something new. i wanted to try the latham style um, yeah. obviously ian doesn't use a Airbrush is a very GW way of painting. Um, I mean, that's the same. That's the same way Zinch Army as well. Like you know, Bellico had his base coats put on, like literally had his skin base coat put on with an airbrush, and that was it. Um, you know, and the rest of the guys are all hand blended. I will, I will say that, and you know, you won't mind me saying, but I thought that the, the best actual painted, in my personal opinion, you know, subjective or objective or however you want to take it the actual best painted army there was Ian's yeah I think do you know what I mean like from you know if you sit down and thought okay which which of these armies paint job will be the hardest to replicate doing you know I mean? and it would be it'd be Ian's just surely because, I mean if anything just the fucking wall crusher and the amount of edge highlighting I'd want to blow my brains out after <laughs> after doing that because I know Ian certainly did um, after he finished yeah. it because he told me he wanted to blow his brains out and this is a guy who just come off the back of winning South Coast with a Nurgle army with Glockin that he wanted to blow his brains out after doing all the fresh tones <laughs> and stuff on that as well so you know it just shows a level and, and again it's you know going out to people out there that um, it just shows a level of commitment where that's needed to, to produce some of this kind of stuff and, and you know without that kind of clear vision in your head you know, you've got terry and ian who have built upon existing sort of winning armies with additional stuff um you've got tom with his fantastic conversions and his you know his his um 
sort of overall presentation of the army. Um, and then you've got yourself who's come up with a fantastic concept, who's painting it, who's taken on board all the feedback that um, people have given and that you've, you've challenged yourself with new techniques, you've introduced elements that and, and pushed it in a narrative style. And again, this is, you know, going back to, you know, you know, a really good thing out there that people sort of, you know, I think narrative narrative gaming kind of gets a bit of a, uh, is, is, it gets a bit of a, a bad rep as far as the tournament scene and stuff like that, because, you know, unless someone's gone, you know, and I haven't myself, but you, you know, you go in somewhere like Raw and people are telling me that it's the best tournament they've been to because it's so much fun. But when you when you when you're talking about army building and and doing something from scratch, narrative doesn't usually come into it. Um, you know, you might pick an army um, based on a certain color scheme or a certain play style that you want. But you know, narrative always informs the choices that you make with stuff like that. And, and the fact that you've come up with an, an army that you know you might brush the fact off that I've said you know it's evocative and all the rest of it. But you know, the, and the fact that you've got Lego. Um, Lego heads on Don't a lot of them. Don't give away my secret. <laughs> um, but you know, and, and you, you know, you, you need to be really, really proud of the fact that you know, if you can, in, in, without sounding a bit too sort of pretentious or whatever, but if you if you can have an impact on someone where they look at the army and you evoke a particular feeling, that's job done, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Like, and if they if they're willing to put your name to paper and say that's my favourite army, then that's job done. Do you know what I mean? And you know, the, the fact that you've managed to knock it out in such a short space of time, it's not a legacy army, it's not something that's been around for a couple of years, it's one of the newest releases, and to do such an effective job that you've done on it, um, you should be really proud of that, and, and you know, to, to come second to, uh, sorry, to come third to the two armies that you did, um, you know, it's no no shame in that at all, and, and you know, congratulations, it's, it's great to see all your hard work pay off, and, and your dedication and taking on those extra things that you said about Darren's videos and all the rest of it. So yeah, it was um you know, it was, it was nice to see see you pick up that win with the, the first time you really take it somewhere. So yeah, good job. Cheers, bro. Well I think on that no note, worries. um I think we'll, we'll call it a day. I think we're giving the fans pretty much a three hour episode now, so that's good. Yeah, um, nice short show. And um oh Ian's just given us a little shot of his face for some reason. He just texted me saying his phone battery's dying and now we get to see his face. Nice. Awesome. Right, we'll, we'll call it there, um, and we'll get some list of questions done, and we'll do that as like short kind of little episodes, um, maybe help people with their hobby projects over yeah, this yeah. extended time off. Um, well, again, like I said, like I said at the beginning of the show, hit us up. You know, if you want to, if you if you feel that there's enough uh, call for any particular type of thing, if there's a subject that you want us to tackle, then hit us up. We'll do a you know nice little twenty minute show or thirty minute show or something. I'm sure. You know, even if it's myself and Matt, or if he wants to get involved with that kind of thing, then certainly hit us up and we'll, we'll do it. And uh, yeah, we'll uh, you know, get, like Matt said, get us, get, you know, we don't really want to sort of press the subject because it's all you hear on TV and everything at the moment. But, you know, take care of yourselves, guys. And if, you know, keeping your mental in the right place is just as important as keeping your physical. So, you know, get in touch with us. If there's anything we can help with, then let us know. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, yeah, thanks for listening and uh, hope to be on the air again in a few weeks or so. All right, bye. Bye. bye.